This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ Balog. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order to release. This week, we're carousing and whoring and getting building projects done in 1957 Coburg as we conclude the BRD trilogy of Rainer Werner Fastbinder, Spine 206, Lola from 1981. But first, RJ. Yo. Yeah. You got your list ready? Uh, yeah, I've been working really hard at this for a number of days, days. if not weeks. Yes, days. To be very honest with you. Minutes. Oh, uh, same. In the grand yeah, scheme of things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have I have a list, but uh, could you remind the audience out there what exactly a list of mine is supposed to be? Because um, for, the, for them to know, not for me. I see. Well, yeah. uh, last week we alluded to that we would be – last week we did our best of the decade list. Oh, and sure. of course, everyone remembers that. And mm-hmm. uh, this week, we're going to do our best first time views of the last year. Oh. That is uh, 2019. Oh, well, what, what kind of stupid bitch wouldn't remember that, you know? Stupid bitch. Uh, anyway, before we do that, how are you doing? How are you, how are you feeling? I mean, I heard an adult call a kid a stupid bitch the other day. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I felt bad for the kid. Yeah. But uh, how how know, old how old was this adult man? Uh, he had to have been like forty. Yeah, and the kid was like sixteen. Yeah, what was this, I, what was this kid doing? Playing basketball, and he um, oh, he see. missed a, a shot. <laughs> see, and, we uh, say it like that. <laughs> a full grown man uh-huh. said, it's "Stupid a, bitch." A, I mean, if it was like under it, his breath, I think that would have been funny. You, but it was. You, I was like <laughs> at least twenty feet away from him, so he he must have been talking pretty loud. I was like, "Whoa." Mm-hmm. How would you have uh, reacted? Would you have thought he was a stupid bitch too, this kid? I, I was. I'd have to be there. Mm. I'd have to be there. I mean, it was a fair shot. I didn't think it was. Sometimes they go and sometimes they don't. You know. It's how she goes. How she goes. So I mean, other than that, I'm feeling pretty good. good. I had to plunge my toilet again today. Hey, how often do you plunge your toilet? <sighs> Never. Never. Are you, don't and don't have this like. No, I don't. Highfalutin like I, I thing where you're just like, I never plunge my toilet. Like, well, be not, honest. Like, never. It, it's, never. It's not an issue. Do you find that hygiene is an issue with you? No. <clears throat> I don't buy it. There's, you, there's gotta what, be some. What, what, what are you doing? What, what are you doing over there? I'm I'm making sure that uh, I'm presentable and I can go out in the world and well, and I mean I don't well, have fear. I don't, well, I don't know if the fact that your uh, toilet is having these problems it tells me that there's something really wrong inside of you. Oh, I'm definitely dying on the inside. Yeah, that's, but that's no. that's neither here nor yeah. there. I get that out and then I you know I have have a shower and then uh, mm. the world doesn't know. Yeah, I'll just say uh, yeah things with me pass without incident. So uh, I don't know what's going on over there. I feel like uh, you're mine, but I'm not going to push it. Things are getting jammed up. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what you're pouring down there. You're, you're throwing like stews down there. You're, you're, you're... Uh, it, some of them were yeah. at one point. Yeah. Okay. If you if you follow. Jesus. Do you, do you follow? Okay. Okay. Well, anyways, to just to finish off, I, I'd say I probably plunge it once or twice a week. What the fuck? I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal. RJ. Yo. So, uh, I don't know. Do you have a ranking going on uh, over there? Sure, I can rank these sons of bitches. Do you want to start with your 10th, or what's your? are you just going free? Babe? Sure, I'll, I can rank them, I guess. Sure, okay. I'll rank them. So, my number 10 
is not a film. It is, uh, but it was a an event, a television okay. event. Uh, so instead of being my number one, uh, like a Twin Peaks or something like that, this is my number ten, mm-hmm. and that is Chernobyl. Oh, yeah, Chernobyl was pretty good. Not too bad. Uh, I like Chernobyl quite a bit. No, cool, cool. Yeah, that was, so, so yeah, that uh, was. Uh, I mean, that was like I I was a late comer, late bloomer to mm-hmm. to my radiation poisoning. Um, yes, you were. It took a took some convincing to get you on board it, with it that. Was just, it was just slotting in that time, you know, committing to watching yeah. it for those whatever it was, just about five hours or so. And uh, mm-hmm. it was worth it. I knew I was uh, the target audience for this. I like my grim fare. Right. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it totally uh, worked for me. I mean, there was like, I, I think I when we talked about it uh, a couple months ago, I had some little quibbles here and there. It's not perfection or anything like that. But I mean, as far as uh, prestige TV goes, pretty good. Mm-hmm. And when it does that horror stuff, when it's doing that real life horror, it's uh, pretty immaculate. I mean, it's pretty good. I, I really like that rooftop scene. Oh, I yeah. think it was wicked. Remember that? I do. Yeah, you, I just you, didn't you, like you, that. You've uh, been talking about it. That that was like the real children of men moment. Ooh. Some might say. You, you like those uh, tracking shots? Yeah. Or long shots? Someone mentioned that once that I, I had those confused. Yeah. But I mean, I've never pretended to, like, I, I know what I'm talking about. That roof scene. That's good. Yeah, Chernobyl's awesome. Won some awards, I heard. What's your number 10, Hoss? Uh, upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> Not number one. Not number one. No, I, I uh, that would have been, you. too many people would have saw, seen that coming. Okay. It's curveball so, us. Curveball. So I'll just go with upgrade because I think, and like I actually, I don't think I even like upgrade as much as uh, it is now turned into, but yeah. whatever. That's, I'll go that, with that, it. That, that's a, a real RJ move actually. What? Uh, <laughs> take just taking on there was something you said there was something the other day you said like yeah you were like not a fan of and i went back and saw that you'd given it like three and a half or four stars and i laughed but i can't remember what it was so i can't even hold you to account yeah but see remember that's why i don't rate things anymore because it's like there was the one movie though oh uh midnight in paris uh, when I rated, oh, is that? when I rated that movie, I, I, yeah. because I, I was like, I don't think I like that movie very much, and I went back and went, oh, I dropped a big uh, one and a half star on that bad boy. Ooh, that's good. That's pretty I, good that, for that you. Movie, uh, rub, rubbed me real wrong. <laughs> In which way? Like your rhubarb? Yeah, oh, just like the not my idea of uh, a good Woody Allen time. Mm. Pa- way well, past his due date. That guy. What would be your idea of a good Woody Allen time? Well, um, go back to like the seventies and eighties. Okay, that would be a good time. Any, any, okay. anything would be good, better than what he does now. Uh, so Ooh. my ninth pick, my ninth choice, yes. is actually uh, it's going to be a bit of a theme here, but it's Dangerous Days, making Blade Runner, the two thousand seven uh, making of documentary. Uh, how come you like that so much? Uh, because it totally changed my opinion it strengthened my opinion yeah. of uh blade runner I, I i loved it i thought it was so good uh the appreciation for artisanal film craft rj it, it was all there but i yeah, know i i really like like this a lot it's, it's when i was going back yeah. through everything i watched uh it's one of those like standouts of like yeah no that was really good plus like at the time i was checking out all those uh ridley scott uh making ofs that charles de lazarica made and yeah. that, that one by far was the best of the batch mm-hmm Oh, I actually, I was surprised at first, but I remember 
I like that a lot too. Didn't we? You, weren't we saying that yeah. that was the big winner of that episode? Yes. Of that documentary. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you. Okay. Re- I'm glad you recall now. See, I remember stuff if given the opportunity. It's got to jar it loose. I'll jar something loose. Yeah, yeah, that thing was wicked. That's what people should watch. Exactly. That's why I'm bringing it up now. Not that 2049 stuff. Well, exactly. So what do you hey, got? What do you got for me? Number nine, sorceress. <laughs> it was the the one year anniversary of me watching that just a couple of days ago because I, I that's how I started off uh, 2019 and but, that and that uh, still of that the satyr and the dwarf <laughs> yeah yeah so well okay so here's my thinking Jer I knew it was the anniversary thinking. of you watching it so I was like you know I'll I'll throw a sorceress in there I'll see if he remembers because I keep tabs on you uh, and I wanted to see if you noticed but um, so sorceress. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was looking for 10 movies that I really liked, like first time watches this year. And I kind of made 10. Like a movie so, that you saw the previous year. Yeah, this last year. Yeah, you, uh, you watched for, Sorceress for in probably 2018. No, it was did, a day after New Year's or something like did that. Did you watch it after me? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Let me check. Did I get this wrong already? I think you might have. Whatever. My my pick is number I'll, nine. I'll tell sorceress. you. I'll tell you. Don't you worry. Okay. Do you want to hear my number eight? <laughs> when did you log it? Oh no! You apparently you logged it on January first, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It might have been. It and might somehow... have been an after midnight kind of deal. Oh, no wait. Okay. That okay. And then yeah, I watched it on the fourth. Okay, that's that's plausible. I just can't believe. I th- it feels like you were talking about that movie long before I got to it. So, so are you uh, are you going to write a formal apology to me? And uh, like, I mean, it doesn't have to be made public, but you know, just questioning my uh, ability to uh, remember and to think. Fuck you. And to speak. Ah. Hey, you know what's a good movie what? at number eight? What? The Ritual. Oh, which I also watched this calendar year. You did, that I do Jared. know because I was like bugging you about it, saying you're going to like this movie, RJ. Well, I know, but I, I wanted to read the book first, remember? And I read the book at Christmas time, and then uh, it was just fresh, hot, like Ten... a week or two into January. Okay, really? Uh, January 4th. Uh-huh. Wow. I Check watched that. Sorceress and you watched Ritual. I think uh, you came out ahead in that uh, exchange. <laughs> I don't know. Sorceress is pretty good, too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that movie is good. Okay, so my seven and eight are mm-hmm. uh, pretty well interchangeable, but okay. the the real takeaway from us mm-hmm. going through what is now known as Trome, oh god, was the making of Terror Firmer mm-hmm. and the making of Citizen Toxie uh, right. documentaries, Farts of Darkness and Apocalypse Soon. Those were awesome. I'm a, I'm a, as you can kind of tell, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the making of documentary and yeah, uh, both I these noticed. are, these are so much better than anything uh, Troma's ever made. And uh, yeah, they're, they're like the best part. I mean, you kind yep. of, I think you do have to watch the movies uh, mm-hmm. to appreciate them, but yeah, I, I've thought they were fantastic and I think that you would even enjoy them. Uh, even though I know you're not a, a big fan of that terror firmer, you, you, you found some elements that you weren't a fan of, but it it didn't it didn't meet the the brand that I, I'm trying to uh, give off, you know. Yeah. For for ourselves. I see. So uh, it didn't it didn't quite meet it, but I know you, I know you were you even told me to watch it when we did that, but uh, 
I might not. I might never watch another trauma movie. That's. I think they well, they make it pretty easy. Though I did see that the Return to Newcomb High Part Two just mm-hmm. came out, like finally. Uh-huh. And uh, I thought about it, and then I was like, no, that one, that movie sucked. The first one was bad enough. I don't think I could do another one. Uh, oh, the first return yeah. to Newcomb? Yeah. Yeah, I did that one, and so I don't want to watch part two on top of that all. I, I've, I've done my time. I think we're fine not watching anymore, Jer. Yeah. I think we're fine. So anyways. Uh, Seven. Have you have you ever heard of um, Oh, One Cut of the Dead? That can be seven. That's a sure. good show. It's not too bad. Yeah. That's my answer and uh, moving on. Very well. My number six. Uh-huh. Uh, a Canadian Hitchcock movie from oh, right. like rural Ontario, mm-hmm. Sudden Fury from 1975. Uh, mm-hmm. This was definitely the winner of the Vinegar Syndrome uh, offerings this past year of mm-hmm. the new stuff. This is a movie that I had kind of heard about and it was like totally unavailable. Could not find a copy anywhere. And so this coming out on Blu-ray, that was exciting. And on top of it all, getting a copy of this movie I wanted to see for years, it paid off and it was actually a good movie. Well, I remember you claim that it's a good movie. Yes. And I think a friend of the show also had that sentiment. I believe mm-hmm. uh, Jackson. Jackson also yeah. was a big fan. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I don't really trust either of you guys, though. Nor should you. Our names start with J. Bad dudes? Bad dudes. Bad, bad, om- bad, bad dudes. Bad hombres. I'll never check it out, but I'm glad you liked it. Good, good. Hey, what about Thunder Road at number six? A movie that huh. you didn't like, but you should have. I didn't dislike it. I just thought it was yeah. fine. It felt like uh, exactly the type of movie that belongs on a streaming platform. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, what a dickhead. I don't know. I went say. in with. <laughs> well, that's that's your. That's my your M- stick, that's, that's my mo. Yeah. I don't know. I thought uh, going in, I I got I got more than I expected. Did, so you know. Did you find his mustache sympathetic? Uh, yeah, but only in the way you wouldn't think. Fascinating. Yep. Okay. So yep. My, number, my number five, mm-hmm. Lost Honor of Katharina Blum. You know what, Jer? I wrote that down and then I scribbled it out because I was like, I can't have one criterion in there. Yes, you can. Okay, so that's my number. Uh, let's put that in there instead of One Cut of the Dead for number seven. That's, that's my number seven. Okay. Yeah, that's, that movie's better than that. <laughs> I yes. Think. Katarina Bloom was good. It was good. Yeah, it was a total surprise. Uh, neither <laughs> of us... I, I mean, who knows? Who knows what these uh, criterions uh, like <laughs> wait in store for us? And that was like one where I was like, ooh, checked a lot of boxes. A lot of, a lot of Jared boxes. Did check a lot of boxes. I think it was the, the surprise that uh, blew us away the most. Maybe. Surprise hit, man. Yeah. Felt very very contemporary feel to it, and uh, kind yeah. of my my jam as far as uh, the representation of state horror. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what else had a contemporary feel on a state society horror? Yeah, Joker. Woo! Yep. Yeah. Joker. That is that not your be- was that your best movie of the year as well? Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. but it's number five for first time watches. Interesting. So it's so there's four movies better than Joker. Yep. I'm going to say Joker didn't make my list. That's fine. That's fine. It was, I still like it. I like yep. it. But it's a movie I would definitely want to rewatch and see mm-hmm. how it plays on that second viewing. 
Well, it's uh, I believe, Jer. It just came out on Blu-ray I, I, yesterday. I, I do. Uh, I, I've seen people posting their sh- uh, pictures of the steel box that they have in like Ooh. the states and stuff. Um, a copy of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood arrived at my parents' house that I have to acquire. Like, did they buy it or did I, you I buy bought it? it? I bought it, sent it to their house because mm-hmm. that's a, a nice, safe place for things to go. And okay. uh, I told them to crack it open and give it a whirl because I have no idea when I'm going to get around to watching it. But I have all the Tarantinos and I, I bought it out of obligation. You should get that steel box of Joker sent to an American address. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then give it to me. I see. Uh, what's your number five? Uh, how about riding the bus with my sister? Okay. And or tiptoes. Oh, okay. in a in a dual double feature for number four, five. Oh, are we on five? Yeah. Well, I thought I said Joker for five. Oh, sorry, you did. Fuck. Okay. We jumped around a bit there. Okay. But uh, no, let's let's just say tiptoes for number four. Okay. Why? Because it is an experience that you have to live to to believe. My number four mm-hmm. was a. It's probably the least watched thing on uh, my Letterboxd. Okay. Uh, my house walkthrough. What's that? It's a twelve-minute long YouTube video that popped up somehow on my radar. I was like one of the. I think I was like the second person to watch it on Letterbox. Like not like literally the second person, but one other person had seen it. And it's got this like MHWT poster. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. It describes itself as not a horror video, but okay. it is. I thought I thought I told you about this. Maybe what was it? My house. Oh, my, my house, house walk- walkthrough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I, I remember yeah. this now. It took me a second. Yeah. No. It's uh, you you watch it on the laptop. Put on those headphones. Watch mm-hmm. it in the dark. You're going to be in for a a good time. Yeah. This is in my watch list. Yeah. So that's that's my number four. Mm. Absolutely. When should I get around to this? Anytime or Any, you could watch it anytime. You could save it for uh- Creeptober. You could wait whatever 10 months i i might because then it could it's a nice way to uh pad the numbers jared there you go juke you know stats I mean? as juke they say. The stats okay so i'm on number three okay number three what's your number three beyond, beyond the walls oh yeah yeah okay yeah i would have had I, maybe i had that on my list the previous year i don't know maybe that thing's really good though that thing was really good it was uh it was spooky it was, it was real spook- spooky pretty spooky <laughs> yeah there yeah. You uh, yes, French miniseries on Shutter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like a, I th- I can't remember if you said this or I said it. It, it doesn't matter because we're one in the same. We are Legion, like Emperor Palpatine. Um, it, it kind of felt like a Silent Hill game, but like the best parts of that, mm-hmm. and then and none of the bad stuff. And, and it's then got it memory. It's got memory, and it's got like this nice ro- like at at its heart, it's just a nice romance story, Jer. It's, yeah, it's uh, very good. Yeah, good uh, stuff. My number three, mm-hmm. Giuseppe makes a movie. Mm-hmm. My uh, my fourth making of film on the list, fourth and final. Okay, good. Th- this was uh, on my. This also made my best of the decade, my f- favorite of the decades, anyway. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, it's it's totally my up my alley. I have I I'm curious what you would think of it, but uh, <laughs> how dirty is it? Eh, it's not too dirty. How much uh, animal abuse is in it? Well, there's the one guy who plays a cow. He's not a real cow, though? No. 
He's a guy he's, wearing a cow suit. He's it's like his last day before he goes to the slaughterhouse, and he's hanging out in a motel with a bunch of dudes, and they're drinking, okay. partying. Uh, and actually, strangely, fittingly enough, the inspiration for this is uh, the kid making this, uh, Giuseppe uh, Andrews. Yeah, Gi- Gi- Giuseppe Andrews is mm-hmm. a, a Fastbinder movie, of all things. What, what do you mean? Oh, the so name? The, the, so there's the, the, the movie that he's so this is a making of documentary. Uh, mm-hmm. while he's making the film that he's working on. And there's a bit where he's like, yeah, my inspiration for this is, uh, what is it, 13 Years Under uh, Moon or whatever the hell it's called, mm-hmm. uh, It's a fast, which is a Fastbinder movie. And here we will be at some point two hours from now talking about a Fastbinder movie. I see what you mean. Did yeah. you do that intentionally? No. I didn't even mention it last week because mm. I totally forgot about that. And that was actually uh, like the, only the second Fastbinder movie I ever watched was that. 13 years under a moon thing because I had heard that it was one of those, uh, it was like an AV club list years ago, 24 films. Uh, they're great, but too disturbing to watch more than once. Mm-hmm. And it, it had been on my list of movies I had not seen yet from that list. So was it too disturbing to watch more than no, once? Or will you? Oh, no, it wasn't too bad. Okay. You know, what was disturbing. What? Not really. Number two, a dark song. That's a movie Jarrett likes all these, a lot. All these Jarrett picks. A few of them are, not intentionally, because no. I don't trust you, as I've said many times. So, uh, See, I, wish I, was, I wish I could have yeah. them on my list, but I can't because I didn't watch them this year. This past I know. Year. Exactly. It sucks. But I, I don't know. Like These are some of the only actual four-and-a-half-star reviews I've had of the year were like mm-hmm. Beyond the Wall is a dark yeah. song and then the next one. So it is what it is. I what about see, you? I see. Uh, my second best first time view of the year. Uh, and I think the only, well, that's not true. Cause I had Chernobyl. The other, the only other film that came out this year on mm-hmm. this list for 2019, the lighthouse. Ah, uh, you know, I tried to watch that on the weekend. Oh yeah. I, I remember getting some messages about, uh, the, the, the software, the interface, the, mm. the platform failing you. Well, super the- ticket. <laughs> The super ticket. Uh, The intent was to rent it via Cineplex, uh, and it let me get all the way up to the rental, and then it was like, and the next screen was like, site down for maintenance. And I was like, what? (laughs) So uh, I guess I just just didn't watch it. It's a uh, a fuckload of shit right there. This month, I guess. I checked uh, yesterday, and it looks like it it might work this time, so maybe on the weekend. I think it's on disc right away, too. Yeah, but it... I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to use my no. scene points. There, exactly. Super ticket. Super ticket. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds good, and I look forward to seeing it one day, mm-hmm. if possible. It's Yeah, it's dark and gritty Swiss Army Man. Mm. My uh, number one pick is dark and gritty also. What's your number one? Paddington slash Paddington 2. Oh, wow. I'm going to throw them in together. Sure. Those movies are awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone says. I think those were uh, some of the, well, I mean, they didn't come out this year, but some of the best films I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Have you, Fine have, artists. Have you bought those on Blu-ray yet? No, but I don't buy very much. I know you don't buy anything really, and that's not you. What did you buy? Cruising last year? Uh, yeah, I only bought cruising because I needed a, uh, I needed the movie that hurt me so. Right. I, I needed to own it so that I could hurt it. Um, <laughs> give, you know, give it uh, shingles. Give it shingles for once. No, I don't buy anything. To buy stuff, you you need money. That's true. So, 
But I'd like to own Paddington one day. Maybe if they ever make a third one, they'll have a nice trilogy box set, and I'll buy that from Criterion. One day. <laughs> As it surely will be added. Maybe uh, Spine 2000. Spine 2000. Halfway, yeah, what about, halfway there. Halfway there. What about you? Do you got any uh, hot stuff Num- over there? Number one, Juliet of the Spirits. Ooh, I was thinking about that too because I was like, should I put that on there? And then I was like, nah. None of these criterions for the Criterion podcast we do. Well, I figured you might, so I was like, I'll just let him do it. I'll represent. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. So, no? so the, yeah, sure. So this is a movie that uh, well, we talked about it. I famously watched it twice, which you mm-hmm. were very like angry about for some reason. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it as you. You seemed uh, just put, put out by this. That I, like, you're like, what? What are you doing? What are you watching this movie twice for? And, well, uh, I didn't... and it's because the first time I watched it, I was kind of like, uh, yeah, I don't like this. And then I was mm-hmm. like, no, nah, I was tired. I'm, I have to do this again. And it was a completely different viewing experience the second time. And those visuals in this movie, they still mm-hmm. stick with me. I, I, I understand your logic. I think I was mad at the time because I, th- I thought it's... It set a bad precedent where it's like, what, we're just going to be watching all these movies twice all the time? <laughs> That was hey, remember like at the beginning of the podcast, I was watching the movies like two, three times. Yeah, you were like the movies or like the movie with the commentary. Yeah. Remember when we cared? I remember those days. Not anymore. Not anymore. Don't have time for that shit. No. Who 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 would have time for that? Indeed. Well, there you go, folks. Be- yeah. Our our best first time views. Uh we got we got mm-hmm. emails to get to. We'll see uh, right. we'll see what people have got in there. We got, we got okay. some, I think we got some responses to last week's, so we'll, we'll get some uh, uh, belated best of the decades, and we, right. might, we might get some first-time views too. First up, Scott George Bailey. <gasps> George Bailey. Do you think he's also brothers to George C. Scott? I, I think he might be everything all at once. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. There you go. That's the show for tonight. We'll see you next week. Night. Mm-hmm. Happy belated New Year. Since you guys did your best and worst of the decade last week, I decided to give you mine. You won't agree with everything on this list in no particular order. Favorites. Okay. Whiplash. Yeah. Drive. Did Drive come out into that decade? Fuck. Yeah, man. Huh. Well, so that's a movie that I I, I just didn't get. Well, you're you're famously on record for not liking Drive. Yeah, the score is great. I like that score. But yeah, the movie, I don't know. Three, like drive. three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Mm, that's two now. You have to watch it. Fuck. Ugh, I just, I, you have nobody, to. Nobody wants me to watch a movie. I don't want to shit on people's movies. <laughs> okay, good point. The Raid Redemption. It's gooder. I, is that the third one? That's the second one. Okay, I think I've seen that. But it's got the kitchen fight. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you, 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 yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't, you don't, yeah, you don't forget the kitchen fight. Yeah, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Damn right. Ooh, baby. Skyfall. Skyfall again. Hey, that's two now. Yeah. I mean, Skyfall's a weird one for me because I liked Skyfall. I like the, mm-hmm. I, I love the, the lighting. I like this old Deacons shot that bad boy. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not misremembering that. No, you're right, but you don't like James Bond. Yeah, that that's a strike against it. And I also yeah. found the weird, like, dark nightness of it kind of mm-hmm. like off-putting. When I thought about it afterwards, I was like, and like, but I liked uh, old uh, Daniel Craig running around with a shotgun. That was good times in Skyfall. Yeah, 
the I don't end. remember that at all. Isn't he running around with some sort of like very non-James Bondy oh, weapon, like a rifle? Doesn't it go into like a home invasion type? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he's back at the old Bond cabin. Oh, <laughs> this I got gotcha. This giant mansion. Yeah. I only saw it once in theaters, so I don't remember it very yeah, well. Yeah, that's same as me. I've only ever seen it the one time. Yeah. Well, I, I well. mean, yeah. Uh, mud. With old Matthew McConaughey. Oh, a little mud, eh? A little, <laughs> a little mud. mud puppet. <laughs> Pacific Rim. Where? Pacific Rim, right over there. Okay. I mean, you liked it when you saw it in I, theaters, I, 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 I thought it was an awesome movie in 3D, but boy, I tried watching it at home. Poo. Mm-hmm. P-U. Guy, I uh, turned it off after like 15 minutes, and then uh, turned uh-huh. out uh, uh, a nephew loved giant robots and kaiju, so uh, he got my copy. It worked out great. How, how often do you give copies to uh, people in need? Uh when I don't need it anymore. And finally, and the the final favorite is Joker. Hey. Very nice. That's good. That works for me. I will get some hate on this list. Worst. Oh. Resident Evil. All. <laughs> okay. Is that, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's fair. Uh, no one's going to fight you on that. Hereditary. Mm-hmm. No, no, no hate coming from over here. Nope. Sounds and, good to me. Uh, Inception. It's worst. That, that's that's a stretch. That's a stretch. Uh, I mean, I I feel I'm critical of Inception. I found mm-hmm. that it, it's very summer blockbustery. Uh, yeah. Now to my when I watched it again, but yeah, for worst, I mean, my Scott Bailey. Well, George C. Scott Bailey. I don't know what's going on with this guy. Like. I mean, I'm I'm on board with two out of three of his worst. Uh, I like Inception. I know you again famously don't like it, but uh, <laughs> I I don't know you it's you don't good. like anything. It's so good, but you're just you're just a bad dude, which I try to tell people all the time, and I everyone know. always thinks I'm joking. It's no. like no, no, he's a bad dude. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for that email. Next up, Frank Solano, not Santoro. Ooh. Frank Santoro, he's back. Yeah. Okay. Damn it, this may be my longest email yet. Again. I'm back. What's up, creeps? Hope you fellas find yourselves in good health. I expect Mm. this to be a wonderful year with the release of a Wong Kar Wai box set and a come and see restoration. Also, another year of hearing my good buddies complain about movies they had to watch for the greatest show on earth. Can't wait to hear new guests and old come on to discuss movies. Sam, Axiom Jackson, (laughs) Lithuanian friend, first time, long time, and the many other friends of the show. We're expecting Mm -hmm. to hear from you soon. Apologies for my late list of top 10 of the decade. Last week, I returned mm-hmm. from a month-long trip to Costa Rica, which I wish I'd never came back from, honestly. And so yeah. here it is, my top 10 films of the 2010s. By year, mostly. Yeah. No absolute favorite for 2013 or 2019. Mm-hmm. Number one, Black Swan. Number yeah. two, The Tree of Life. Ooh, nice. Number three, Samsara. This Don't know f- what that is. Uh, Number four, The Patience Stone. Don't know what that is. Number five, Grand Budapest Hotel. Don't know what that is. Number six, Room. That one I know. Number seven, Listen to Me, Marlin. Don't know what that is. Number eight, Silence. Uh, The Scorsese movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good show. It is good. Number nine, Phantom Thread. Yeah. And number 10, Long Day's Journey Into Night. Don't know what that is. And a few honorable mentions. Amy, which I'm assuming is the documentary. 
about chasing Amy? No, not that one. <laughs> and then I don't know what it is. Oh, I'm just, I'm just blanking on her last name. The singer who died. Oh, Amy Winehouse. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the, that's the only movie that I can think of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, mm-hmm. s- several weeks ago, I was uh, yeah. at a fine greasy spoon uh, establishment, and Which I over uh, Humpty's, and <laughs> okay. I, and I overheard a mm-hmm. old man telling his also very old sister that Amy Winehouse had an incredible body. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. Yes. Was it you? time traveling as an old man no because i've heard you talk about incredible bodies before incredible body incredible but, but, but then he also started going on about how she ruined herself with drugs and alcohol well i mean she did die she did but it, so. I, I, I just found it because they're there all the time this old couple yeah. this old mm-hmm. not, they're not even a couple they're brother and sister and okay. they've, i've heard some very intense conversations over the years uh looking at the old newspaper about mm-hmm. religion and the Bible and then sometimes mm-hmm. about World War II. Uh, once, in, once in a while, they've actually, I've heard them actually have a fight, which is hilarious. And uh, But this time, though, just talking about commenting on the body of dead singer Amy Winehouse. Hmm. hmm. Uh, continuing, <laughs> Shoplifters, which is on my watch list. It's on Netflix. Um. Yeah, oh, so you found it? It's on, yeah, it was on there. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't really. I don't know. Should I watch any of those movies like the, Shoplifters, Parasite, Handmaiden? You know. You could. I mean, you're you're ta- you're done school. Yeah, but I work yeah. now. But do you? Yeah. And then I uh, I, do you, do I coach got, do, in the afternoon. Do you have uh, Netflix, the evenings? Do you have uh, Netflix in the office? Sit back. Mm, internet's a little spotty out there. Can you download movies on Netflix? Yeah, I believe you can hmm. on, on your uh, mobile devices. Do you think that's the way it was intended to watch on my cell phone, like uh, the way uh, I watched Lynch, The Irishman? David Lynch approves. All right. Okay, I'm in. Uh, the other two, The Favorite and The Lighthouse. Nice. And a few movies that maybe weren't the best, but I wish people would see. Songs mm-hmm. My Brothers Taught Me, We the Animals, Embrace mm-hmm. of the Serpent, The Farewell. And the worst of the decade, The Last Airbender. You don't have to be a fan of the show to hate this shit. I've heard multiple people say that. It's, so We've got to keep its, uh, its story alive of how bad mm-hmm. it is. Okay. As I compiled my list, I thought about something that's been bothering me about modern movies pertaining to the way they look. A majority of modern films are shot on Airy Alexa or RED digital cameras. Something about the image quality of these cameras irritates me. Everything is too clean. Even Mm -hmm. recent movies shot on film like Marriage Story don't look as naturally grainy as something shot 15 years ago. I imagine it's something to do with the conversion from film to digital so that those movies can be streamed and played in theaters. I never thought I'd start a digital versus film debate, but now I'm curious. Do you guys have a preference or are you neutral to it? I think since watching Come and See Again, which is now my new creeper recommendation for RJ since he's seen Thunderpants, <laughs> hopefully that restoration announced by Giannis arrives soon. And I believe mm-hmm. it was like announced uh, coming out theatrically next month, just mm-hmm. today. And the Dollars trilogy, I've decided to take a stance. Uh, I'm going film. Yes, of course, 100%. Digital looks like crap. It's yeah, like everything, everything, everything looks like TV shows now, and uh, I hate it. I'll refer you to uh, In- Inland Empire. 
as uh, that was filmed digitally, was it not? Well, that's an extreme case of digital. <laughs> Doesn't uh, matter; it still counts. No, like every, like, I, I don't like the look of a lot of things, and I think that definitely um, impacts. Like, how people, I mean, I think as uh, Sam Sanchez has pointed out, he, I'm more critical of modern movies than he is. <laughs> and, that's true. Uh, but yeah, like, a lot of it is the way they, the movies look. I just they, they uh, don't look right. Dag Nabbit. Well, hey, did you hear that? They're getting away or getting rid of motion smoothing. Oh, that's too bad. That's a big win, right? It is, yeah, that's good. <laughs> also, well, a note about a comment RJ made about compiling uh-oh. his recipes. Though I haven't made a list yet, I should have in mm-hmm. my initial run through the show. I actually right. have made the mac and cheese with Alfredo sauce that RJ talked about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you got you get some shells or something, and then you get the Alfredo, and then you melt all the cheese in there, and then you pour it on top. You bake with some breadcrumbs. That's good stuff, Jer. It was amazing, of course, Frank. Yes. Adds. Nice. I, I, I don't even remember this. <laughs> okay, so all you got to do, whatever your preferred pasta is for mac and cheese, it can be shells, it can be actual macaroni. You take a jar of Alfredo, put it in a little saucepan, then you, you grate as much cheese as you want, like like two two, three cups, whatever. You melt the cheese in the sauce. You pour the sauce on the cooked noodles. Then you put it in a big baking pan. Put some a big, big old casserole dish. Big casserole dish. Put some panko on there. Andrea sometimes puts jalapenos on ours too because we like it spicy. Uh, and then um, you just bake it just to crisp up those breadcrumbs. Ooh, mm. baby, it's good stuff, Jer. And now segueing into a food-related question: Ooh. grilled cheese sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I'm a three cheese dude with my main mm-hmm. three cheeses being aged sharp cheddar, Munster, and pepper jack. You place the cheddar in between the other two cheeses to have a firm bite of cheese between two melty cheeses. And Ooh. also, I toast my bread with lime-flavored mayo. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if you guys have any mind-boggling recipes for a grilled cheese or if you guys prefer to keep it traditional. Um, I've never heard of lime-flavored mayo that must be uh, a, a southern, American thing, uh, yeah, yeah, southern or uh, Costa Rican thing. Yeah, I've, uh, yeah, I've not encountered that. Our mayos are mm-hmm. uh, kept pretty, pretty bland. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, when you grill up your grilled cheese, Jared, do you butter your bread or do you put mayo on it? Butter, butter. Because I've, I've experimented with both. Mayo's not bad. It's mm-hmm. definitely greasier when you, like, it's, it gets a good toast on it in the pan, but it's definitely a little greasier. Yeah, any sort of oil, but yeah, not mayo ever. Um, yeah, I'm a I'm a traditionalist. Mm-hmm. I like a you know, just like grill, a craft single. Grill, yeah, pr- yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah. Or you're like kind of hardier, nicer. Uh, again, yeah, aged cheddars are preferred. The older, the better. <laughs> yep. But uh, you have a big pool of ketchup to go along with that. Oh yeah, I uh, I'm a big dunker too. Uh, I don't like dunking it in tomato soup though. I'm not a big tomato soup guy. So I prefer the ketchup. Oh, I love that tomato soup, but yeah, I don't uh, con- I don't contaminate. I don't dip it into the soup. That's for sure. I would if I liked it, but uh, nah, nah. You know what I do like doing actually is uh, when I whenever it used to rain, my mom would make uh, tuna sandwiches uh, and then chicken soup. So I'm a big time dunker of tuna sandwiches into chicken soup. It's awesome. Finally, a question for my <laughs> fellow creepers. Uh-huh. Last week, while listening to the intro to the show through my earphones, my mom asked me what I was humming. I realized that I tend to hum or even sing along to the intro song when I listen. Nice. I was wondering if the intro has had this effect on anyone else. Thanks, creeps. Have a good week, everybody. Thank you, Frank. Do you hum the intro? Uh, 
I don't listen to the show. I'm beyond like the when I edit it, I guess. I, Isn't it your ringtone though? No. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, I bet it's someone's. It could be. Could be. It could be. Next up, Sam Sanchez. Hello, guys. It appears I was the only one that forgot to chime in with his best of the decades list. Mm. No, not, not yet. Not quite. Mm-hmm. I actually haven't fully gone through and made a proper list yet, but I'll take a page of RJ's book and just go year by year, but also sure. taking a page from Justin Peterson's book, and we'll give around two or three titles for each year. I reckon oh, there's baby. a few on here that you'll judge me for, <laughs> but oh Maybe. well. Andy Jackson, I support most of your t- list, unlike these fellows here. <gasps> well, what did I do? I know you're a bad dude, but I feel like I'm pretty good. So here are mine for the decade. 2010, okay. Incendies and Inception. The, yeah. The Inca f- contingent. I- I'm on board with those picks. Isandi is a uh, rough movie, my man. Rough. 2011, Take Shelter and A Separation. Uh, Take Shelter's good. I've heard A Separation is good. What do you think? Separation was good it was fine okay. yeah cool 2012 the master django unchained nice good picks 2013 inside Llewellyn davis likely number one of the decade for me her uh, under the skin that's a it's a tough year man real tough real tough 2014 whiplash mm-hmm. nightcrawler grand budapest hotel enemy these are all good and then Inherent Vice. He writes, screw you guys. I thought this was great. And yes, I expanded past usually three to include this as an honorable mention. I enjoyed it as a hazier, more ridiculous long goodbye in Big Lebowski. It's a nice sweet spot to me between the between those two movies and not going too far like Under the Silver Lake. Saw it twice when it first came out, but haven't revisited it since. So maybe I hate it now. No, I don't think you'll hate it now. I think it'll work the same way for you. It just, um, I don't know. Maybe because you're from that part of the world that maybe it resonates more. I don't know. It seems 70s? like. 70s? Yeah, from the 70s. That that, okay. that part of the world in the 70s. Mm-hmm. But like California. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like you have to like know California maybe in a way. I I don't know. Maybe. It's got that. that it's got very, it's very L.A., but not in the L.A. that I like, I guess. And because uh, I, I, I mean, I love Good Long Goodbye. I love Big Lebowski. I I Thomas Pynchon, I like the idea of. I've never actually read a book of his. And, uh, I don't P- think P- anyone and P- ever has. And P.T. Anderson, he's uh, he's the bee's knees. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. The movie just didn't uh, didn't work. But I'm sure, like, yeah. But it's got it's got its fans. It's got people who are like super into it. But I personally don't really know any people who've liked that movie. Like like local people. Um, but I've seen people in Letterboxd love it, and obviously, Big Sam. I wasn't a big fan, but I, I mean, Big Sam. 2015, Sicario. Mm-hmm. Again, screw you both. <laughs> uh, I, no thanks. <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road and Creed. Hey, I liked Creed when I saw it. I thought Creed was real good. 2016, Manchester mm-hmm. by the Sea. Sea sentiments above. About what? Being screw you both? RJ loves Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, I love that uh, sad Bastin flick. I, okay, I didn't. I don't dislike Manchester by the Sea. I just my mm-hmm. my punchline with that is that it is the movie that typifies movies that people talk about the year it comes out and then they never talk about again. Hey, 
we're talking about it right now, friend. Where we are. It's being drug up because I keep talking uh-huh. about it. Exactly. But mm-hmm. every year, right now, it'll be curious to see what these like 10 movies that get nominated for Best Picture will be that no one will talk about. It also doesn't yeah. help that Manchester by the Sea stars uh, everyone's favorite Casey Affleck that uh, the world turned against. I mean, I, I never had a problem with him. Of course you didn't. The Nice I, I, Guys. Allegations. The Nice Guys was good. What's The Nice Guys? Ryan Gosling. Oh. Rusty yeah, Crow. Yeah. Ooh, in his uh, plumpest to date. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. I've seen some photos. Oh, well. That, yeah, that, that's a good That show. one where he's like reaching down his track pants. Ooh. Hey, maybe he had a niche, you know? Who knows? Indeed. He had a niche <laughs> for whatever's in the fridge. Uh, and then <laughs> Nocturnal Animals. Mm. A lot of love on this podcast from our listeners for that Nocturnal Animals. 2017, mm. Phantom Thread, Killing of a Sacred Deer, Florida Project. All, nice. all winners. 2018, mm-hmm. Burning and House That Jack Built. I have not seen either of these. House That Jack Built, I will be acquiring soon. What does that mean? Uh, Shout Factory is putting it out on Blu-ray. Uncut. Oh, wow. um, <clears throat> Unsullied, so that's good. And yeah, burning, burning. I've seen mixed things about. It seems like people either really like that movie or they um, are complaining about it. So I don't know. I guess I, I seem to fit into the, the complaining mode. So who knows? You usually do. And 2019, uncut gems, parasite, marriage story. I've seen mm-hmm. one out of three. Uh, marriage story. I guess I could watch any time I wanted. And uh, uncut gems, at the mill, at the mill, in like less than a month. In almost exactly less than a month. Nice. So there you go, guys. Also, total movies watched for the year. Almost embarrassed for not having much of a life this past year and hitting 764. Ooh, baby. That's uh, a lot. Funny to see the first movie of the year was Green Book last year. <laughs> Would have liked to log RJ's rendition of Green Book as my first for the year this year, mm-hmm. but RJ's lagging per usual. Uh no no it's not not out of uh, lack of will or effort that's uh it was a Patreon goal so once we hit what was it a thousand thousand dollar Patreons or something like that <laughs> oh my god All no right. I would do it for way less uh... but uh, there's got to be some kind of incentive also happen to join the BRD trilogy talk taking your time with them is definitely a good way to do it though I still enjoyed them when I was when I watched eight Fastbinder films in a seven day period holy Ugh. shit in November of 2018 it seems so that's definitely another way to do it one I'm curious yeah. to hear your thoughts about what uh, about would be Fox and his friends but that's a future creep from like 12 years from now so may have to wait a bit mm-hmm. lastly I do recall calling my shot for pickup on South Street which if by my math is correct is coming up around early to mid-May so I better get my mm. wallet ready and start Ooh. mentally preparing to match wits with Mr. Baylog I don't think <laughs> I don't think you gotta do much prep work man <laughs> Keep it up, guys. I spared RJ another recommendation since all he does is continue to let me down anyway. So just sheltering myself from just more disappointment. <laughs> hey, it's uh, there's an understanding. As soon as I get that copy from Jared, I'll watch those movies. When are you uh, coming by the store next? Likely never. Cool. Uh, but, you know, maybe I'll just see you one day. Maybe. How's that maybe. sound? Maybe. Uh, thanks, Sam. Next up, Colin mm-hmm. Richards. Hey, creeps. Hope all is well. 
Here's my top 10 first watches of 2019. I watched a lot of great stuff, so it's hard to narrow it down. There are They are in no particular order besides Blue Velvet, which is easily my number one. I think it says a lot about me mm-hmm. that I was laughing through a lot of the scenes. Absolutely. Blue Velvet's yeah. hilarious. Mm-hmm. So number one, Blue Velvet. Number two, The Apartment. Number three, Strangers on a Train. Number okay. four, Mulholland Drive. Number Ooh. five, Aguirre, The Wrath of God. Mm-hmm. Number six, Princess Mononoke. Number seven, Thanks. The Sting. Number eight, The Lighthouse. Number mm. nine, Perfect Blue. And number 10, RJ, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, B. Man, this guy's, uh, I mean, it's a first time, but it's a long time coming because these are some good picks. No, that's a lot uh, of anime. He's an anime baby, hey? That's all. It's two. That's uh, 20%, a lot of anime. 20% of the list, I guess, is one way to yeah. put it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's uh, hitting some classics. I, I wish I could watch some of these movies for the first time instead of uh, digging through the sometimes what feels like the garbage bin. <laughs> Everything we do is the garbage I'm, bin. I'm not, sorry, it's the bottom shelf. It's the bottom shelf. That's where I'm looking. I'm looking for the real, uh, the, looking for that secret recipe of cinema, you know? Mm, well, you got to open up a jar of Alfredo. Dump it you on. You got to put, put some Fellini in there, maybe a fart or two. That's what you're looking for. The rest of my list is now public on Letterboxd if you feel inclined to check it out. Have a great episode. First time, long time, Colin Richards. So It's so nice to hear from new people. It really is. And finally, I do believe, <gasps> Uh-oh. Justin Peterson. Oh, baby. Hey, Jared and RJ, what's happening? Movie award season has arrived, and while I know you don't mm. give a shit, what would your list of best picture nominees be? <laughs> it's not that we don't care it's, it's that here, here's the thing it's it's just the the right stuff doesn't like the wrong stuff wins that's the issue it's true it's so true okay here's my list mm-hmm. uh I'm, I'm assuming that this list is in order of his preference maybe i don't know so number one okay. is uncut gems number two is joker number three 1917 but i have not not seen it yet okay so maybe not mm-hmm. Number four, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Number five, Marriage Story. Number six, mm-hmm. The Irishman. Number seven, Parasite. Number eight, Little Women, but I have not seen it yet. Number nine, The Two Popes. And number 10, The Lighthouse. Uh, well, for best picture nominees, I mean, Lighthouse, no way. Uh, Two Popes, yes. Little Women, probably. Parasite, mm, it's just, I don't know. I don't know if it's got that Roma vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Where it's going to get like nominated in both categories, yeah, uh, it it could, it could, yeah. Uh, Irishman, Marriage Story. I, I'm actually surprised. Uh, Marriage Story has gotten as much attention as it has. It's good for Noah Baumbach. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. What would your picks be, Jer? I mean, it's, it's going to probably be similar. very very similar to this. I mean, these are like kind of the uh, there's no surprises. I think this is a pretty solid yeah. list. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen a, a good majority of these. Like, the ones that I'm well, most interested I'm, in are like Uncut Gems and The Lighthouse and Parasite. Yeah, and, I'm, you like, know, I'm, things I, of that nature. I've only seen what one, two, three, four, four of this t- list. So, I mean, yeah. I'm halfway there, and I would probably. Wa- I mean, two popes. I have no interest in watching. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd watch everything else though. 1917 is probably going to win this year. Just that's the, that's the vibe I'm getting. What if Joker won? It won't. Would you shit your pants? It won't. 
It's That'd be cool though. Old Joaquin will win maybe uh yeah. best best lead actor or whatever, best actor, and that's it. Maybe. That's that's what it's like that's what it's gonna be. Maybe uh, I'll win best actor. You know what I love though? Oh, what? I, I love it. No one talks about Avengers Endgame now. Remember that movie? Remember how it made all the money? No one cares. Mm-hmm. Well, are they not petitioning for uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. or oh, some well, they, some shit? They, they did. Oh, and no one bought or I, no I, one bit. Unless like it's it's there's like this like whole thing that's going on without me paying attention, which is quite possible. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to see that there was no Golden Globes, anything. It was just like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, no, that was, you guys had your fun. You guys made all the money. We're yep. moving on now. Yep. Who is your early favorite to win? Uh, I'd say nineteen seventeen. Uh, I guess uh, but, but uh, Justin says right now I am on board with Parasite being what I think would be the first foreign language film to win e- uh, yes I'm glad Roma didn't are there any of these movies you definitely will not be watching before the Oscars I guess I've answered some of these uh, Two Popes I mean it's on Netflix isn't it but like, I have no idea like, yeah. it's called The Two Popes like <laughs> I, well I, I mean what's wrong with that Jared I watched The, I- the Irishman at some mm-hmm. point, I don't know if I'm going to watch it before the Oscars, but that's usually my lot in life to watch these things yeah. a little bit, a little bit. Um, yeah. Okay, interesting. Uh, who are your top three directors that you would be first in line to see their next film? For me, it's Paul Thomas Anderson, Lars von Trier, and how about another film from David Lynch? Uh, it's pretty hard to argue with that. I, I would take Lars von Trier out and maybe put Mel Gibson in there, but that's just me. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. I mean, my, the way my Blu-ray shelf's organized, it's all by directors, but it's all about like who would I get to see their? Would I be able to see their films? Uh, in Creepsville, mm. like I, another Cronenberg movie. Uh, a doubtful. Yeah. I mean, it felt like even uh getting a, a Paul Thomas Anderson movie like at a first mm-hmm. run theater is like an impossibility. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I don't know. We don't get anything here. This is it. This well, we do. We luckily. We, I mean, I will eventually. say move, the movie mill does do us right. Yeah, they they actually do bring in like you know they brought in Parasite uh, before. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Like they they do their job. Uh, yep. what Leonard Leonard over there. He old, he, old he, he pays attention. Yep. Right now, what is the best movie you can think of that you need to rewatch? I think I would go Citizen Kane, and I need to make time to show my kids the sound of music. Um, do you have an answer? Well, I could go to my rewatch list. <laughs> oh, you have a whole list? I have a list, my rewatch list, yes. Oh man, he's got a whole list? I got a whole list. I'm not sure. I say as I scan through the movies. It's probably a Kubrick. Probably a Kubrick movie. Hey, you know what I'd actually Barry, really actually like to... I, I mean Barry Lyndon I will really, really want to rewatch. I don't but go some watch people, it then. People don't uh talk about that movie very well much because mm. they think it's stuffy. Is it? I don't know. You know what I would actually like to rewatch, Jer? Because I've only seen one time. What? Master and Commander. Ooh! Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a that's a classic. Yeah. Uh, Twelve Angry Men. I definitely would like to rewatch The Searchers. I haven't watched forever. Mm-hmm. Bad, yeah, yeah. Bad Badlands. I've only ever seen once. Mm-hmm. Well, that's coming up in many years. Rio Bravo. Yes. Sunset Boulevard. I need to rewatch. Uh, oh yeah. Many Taxi Driver. I haven't watched forever. Well, you missed your chance before Joker. Well, I, I mean, I guess I watched it already. Uh, Boys from Brazil. I mean, ooh, <laughs> yeah, that one's not bad. Amadeus. Who? Amadeus. Amadeus. 
Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Finally, GOAT mm-hmm. movie question of the week. What okay. are your greatest of all time Coen Brothers movies? My all-time favorite has to be Fargo, but after that, I would go with Inside Llewellyn Davis and A Serious Man. Interesting. Mm. Those are some latter-day Coens. And no country for old men. <laughs> um, Joel Cohen blew it up. It's, it's tough. I mean, I can't think of very many. Like they're so, they're hit and miss. But boy, when they hit, they're amazing. I never. I see. I don't love Inside Llewellyn Davis as much as other people do. It's good, but mm-hmm. I mean, for me, uh, yeah, Fargo, Lebowski, No Country for Old Men, uh, Barton Fink. I think is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. A Serious Man, I think, I just, is seriously <laughs> underloved. I think that movie yeah. uh, is actually really, really good. But yeah, I, I, I love. I think Blood Simple is like incredible. Like for a first movie, yeah. Like fuck, it's so well done. And Miller's Crossing, which uh, I don't know. I feel like sometimes I'm like this lone man talking about how good that movie is. Miller's Crossing, yeah. yeah. I thought it was I. Right. Yeah. Uh, I would say No Country, Big Lebowski. Um, I also, I'm a big fan of Old Brother. And uh, Raising Arizona, it's pretty good. Raising Arizona is... I like Raising Arizona. I, I haven't seen it in many years, so I don't know if I'd like it as much, but I, I liked it when I, when I first watched it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, he's a baby. Thanks, guys, and have a great show. And I'm aiming to have something special ready for you creeps in the near future. Oh, my God. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> he's going to straw dogs us. Oh, fuck. Right? Well, at least he doesn't have either of our addresses, right? No. Uh, um, what? Hey, RJ. Huh? Yo. What, what you been creeping on? Well, it's nice to hear from all our friends, Jerry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I watched a few movies. I was going to watch some more. First up, a live update, Jerry. We finished The Sopranos. Mama We're Mia. done. Mamma Mia. Now, I know friend of the show, Ryan Nagel, is currently watching through, so I won't give anything away. But uh, as I've said many times, I think Sopranos is so good. So, so good. Andrea, uh, she she was on board with the ending. She liked it. Yep. She thought it was good. Uh, but then she continued on to say that she would give the series as a whole four out of five. And so I packed her bag. <laughs> I called her a cab. And I said, get out of here, you bum. Um she was saying like uh, she actually she said she she thinks she likes the leftovers more than Sopranos and I was like get out of here what are you talking about <laughs> but uh, I think uh, that actually makes sense because I think I like Sopranos so much because I identify with these large large <laughs> and in charge men eating pasta all the time and just going oh they're abusive women <laughs> and well I mean among other, among other yeah, things yeah of course. So, uh, yeah, I love Sopranos, dude. It's It holds up so well. So if you ever get that itch, uh, I think you'd be happy to know that it's uh, it's still up up at the top. Okay. So we started a new show. What show? HBO's new presentation from Damon Lindelof, Watchmen. Ooh. We have two episodes left. Yep. I think I'm going to reserve my judgment for okay. the last two because a lot of people say it's like, well, you got to finish it out. So uh, I don't want to I don't want to play my lead too too much here, but uh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll okay. finish it soon. Okay. So I did watch some movies. So Andrea went to Jojo Rabbit on the weekend with yes. her sister. Yep. She said it was good. Yep. Uh, she was like, I think she said the first half hour she was kind of like, what is this? She's like, what's the point of this all? And then uh, I think she said near the end she was like, 
it kind of as a whole it was better and she she said she really liked it so there's that review of jojo rabbit for you from okay. Andy. okay uh so while she was gone i uh I did some heavy lifting for us because I noticed on all my lists, there's no like new movies. So I was like, let me go see what's new on Crave out of like new movies. Right. Because uh, I feel like I'm left out here. So I watched uh, some new stuff from last year. You ever heard of Alita Battle Angel? I'm a proud owner of the original manga series. And how is that? It is... uh... Like an '80s, like cyberpunk comic. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's good. It's not like uh, recreating like the, the the form or anything like that. It's just like '80s kind of trashy stuff. Like it's good. Like I like it. Yeah. So I know that uh, people are big fans, and this is a long gestating thing. And James Cameron was yeah. Cameron was attached and. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. Uh, this one's from Robert Rodriguez. Do you know who's fucking in this movie? Not really. There's like like Christoph Waltz is in this thing. Jennifer Connelly, Mahershala Ali, Jackie Earl Haley, Jeff Fahey. Yeah, that's right. Wow. The uh, the lawnmower man himself, Jeff Fahey. From, from Planet Terror? From Planet Terror. There's also a uh, piece of shit actors, Ed Screen and uh, Jai... <laughs> Courtney pops up for a second. He's uncredited, but he's there. Oh, boy. Because if I had known he was in this thing, watch out. So anyways, so I threw this thing on. Uh, It is unfortunately um, just over two hours, I think. What is it? An hour, uh, 122. Okay. And I went in with a pretty open mind. It seems like people are like it seems like the manga manga purists are like mm-hmm. no alita and her eyes are too weird and then other people who are there for a good time are like whatever it's it's fun entertaining uh it's not good i don't think jer i don't think it's it's kind of a bummer because there's stuff i think that are really cool like some things that are, are really cool like i i kind of like the designs of all the uh the cyborg people like there's one guy, I think it's Jackie Earl Haley, where his body's just like humongous, but he just has a really little head. Yeah, that sounds and I was like like, exactly like the comic. I was like, that's cool. I like that a lot. Uh, and then like some of the other like cyborgy people, I think they have neat designs. And uh, the thing with her eyes, like I remember that was a big deal. It was like, yeah. why'd they make her eyes like that? Whatever. It do- it doesn't distract me. It's not at as all. bad as uh, Robert De Niro's blue eyes. No. No, not at all. Like, yeah, this thing has, like, her eyes are way easier to get over than uh, old baby blue over there. Um, so the eyes don't bug me. It's just it's just not real good. Like, uh, it's... <laughs> the movie. Like, yeah, the movie. It's just not real good. It's real not good. Yeah, not real good. Uh, the dialogue is super bad, and it's just like... So it's like a Robert Rodriguez movie. Yeah, and it's it's exactly what you'd expect. It's like, we're in love with each other. It's like, have you ever tried chocolate? Whoa! And they yeah, like see, that. Re- that reads better in comic form, but live yeah, action, I'm sure it does. Mm. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I read one of them funny books. Yeah. I know what the score is on the manga and the animes, so I, I get it. It's just uh, going in without knowing anything. I was like, Meh, I'm not super interested yeah. interested in this. Some of the uh, some of the action was cool. Christoph Waltz has like a jet powered hammer that's like as big as a building. Is he the doctor in it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And that like I sense. thought that thing was really cool and the story's fine. But uh, I was kind of like this maybe would have been better as like an anime series. Sure. 
probably. Uh, probably. But yeah, dialogue's kind of corny. Stories pretty much exactly what you'd expect and then there's some weird shit too like i don't know if it knows what it wants to be but there's this real dog in this movie jerem and uh i know i'm that guy but whatever i thought like if you don't you tell me is this weird so there's this real dog and the bad guy comes in and he's got these like dangly little noodle fingers and they're like spears that like come out on chains and uh he's like making a point about like how bad he is and so he like kills the dog and then pulls his fingers back. And Alita goes and like dabs the blood and puts like war paint under her eyes with yeah. it. And I was just like, what? She was going to, to get revenge for the dog. But why, why using the dog's blood? Yeah. Um, dog's, the dog's dead. I mean, it's like now it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, find you honor dog. I'm going to get retribution. Now you're part of me. I do, I do this for you, dog. I, th- no, I, th- I thought for sure a dog lover would understand. Uh, I I understand. I understand. <laughs> no, no. Anyways, it's a... Uh, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was like, you know what, whatever. I'll give it a shot. I'll give this Alita a shot. I could have taken these uh, both as Jarrett picks too, by the way. I didn't. Ah, it's not, that's not fair. You told me to watch them. Well, you asked me what you should watch, and I'm like, oh, you could watch either one. I'd be curious what you think. That's hardly a Jarrett pick. Well, you did it. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't think Alita is very good, Jarrett, and I okay. I doubt you'll ever watch it. So Probably not. I heard that uh, the best way to watch it was 3D anyway. Maybe. I don't uh, know. I don't really like cares? 3D. So Yeah, that's very true. It's a, it's I watched a, it on my cell phone. It's a shitty gimmick. Actually, I was watching it on my TV, and then I went upstairs and made dinner, and I put it on my cell phone and watched it for a while because I was like, I don't care about this. So anyways, I watched Brightburn. A.K.A. Evil Superboy. Evil Superboy, yeah. Uh, am I – I don't know if I was just dumb, but I thought James Gunn actually directed this thing, No. Which is not the case. Not at all. No, he is just one of many, many producers, and it's written by a Brian Gunn and a Mark Gunn. His brother's. Yeah, so I don't know who either of these guys are because they're not Sean Gunn, the actor. I'm assuming they're brothers or some shit, but they I don't have know. to be. So it's them, and uh, the guy who directed it, his name is David Yerovesky. Yero I don't know. Oh, he looks like a like an emo kid. <laughs> look at, they still look have. At, they still have those. <laughs> look up the director of Brightburn, and okay. then you'll see that he well, looks tell, like an emo t- kid. T- 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 tell me about Brightburn. So it's evil Superman. Uh, It's a a, a vertical comic, right? It is. It is. It's like, yeah, it's kind of, it's exactly that. It's an Elseworlds. Like, you know how Elseworlds, Batman, they have that red rain where he becomes a vampire. This is exactly the same thing. (laughs) He's like a band. He's like a, I don't know, like an emo band. So, yeah. But but he's like aged, like, and he hasn't changed since then. Yeah, he's an old emo kid. (laughs) But that's neither here nor there. So uh, it's a Superman story. Uh, the boy crashes in the woods and he starts to grow up. But when he becomes like, I think it's like 13 or something. It's his birthday. He becomes a teenager, 13 or 14 or something. Uh, the puberty that kicks in is like the superpowers, but also psychopathic tendencies where he's like trying to hurt people and like things like that. And it's like, what if, what if? Superman wasn't a good guy. What if he like went the other way? Uh, it does tap into a lot of like, 
like nothing too Superman-y. Like there's not like a Lois Lane walking around or right. anything like that. But it, it is like it's the same story. And I don't think they try to hide that at all no. either, which I think is the right move. So uh, the kid, like the stuff that he does, I actually thought it was like when they first kind of like give you the little hint that he's like wicked evil. I kind of liked it because they find like some porn and uh, they're like, oh, well, the dad who is the bad guy from the office who is dating Pam or married to Pam. So, after- so there are five gun brothers. Holy fuck. James Gunn, Sean Gunn, Patrick Gunn, Matt Gunn, Brian Gunn. That's too many guns, man. And he has a cousin, Mark Gunn. So Mark Gunn is one of the ones who wrote this then. Well, yeah, there's, there's Mark Gunn and then Brian Gunn. Oh, sorry. And then there's Matt Gunn. Jeez. <laughs> what does Matt Gunn do? He, he's got an IMDb. Uh, he's a right, he writes uh, some real time with Bill Maher. And, okay. Uh, yeah. He's like a gun the lesser, we'll say. Um. Okay. I mean, aren't, aren't they all lesser guns other than uh, James. James and Sean? James. Anyways, so Brightburn. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So when they first find out he's evil, he's got like a porn stash. And they're like, whatever. It's just porn. And then uh, as they flip through it, it turns from porn into like pictures of like organs, like being pulled out of bodies and stuff. And you're like, oh, he's a freak. Because uh, Elizabeth Banks, his mom's like, is this what boys are into? Like raising her eyebrow she's like you boys like freaky shit like organs and stuff and dad's like not really hmm. so there's that and then uh he starts the little kid starts to like stalk a girl because he likes her there's this weird thing where like when he shows up places there's like static and radio which i didn't really understand i was like well not even static and radio like the girl has a computer and music turns on and she turns it off and then it turns back on i was like is he turning the music on or is his presence it was hard. To, it was hard to follow, Jer. Okay, but he has all the Superman powers. He can fly. He's got super strength, uh, invulnerable, and he's vision. got laser eyes. Yeah, yeah. So he's got all those marks. Um, and he's going around. He's getting back at people he doesn't like. There's a teacher. He thinks she's a bitch. So he's like, "I'm gonna get you." Uh, there's this guy who's like their dad's friend, and he's like, "I don't like you. I'm gonna get you." Uh, he he kidnaps a waitress. And uh, when you like the reveal of what he did with her later, I was like, "Ooh, that's kind of cool. Um, it's not bad. It's OK. This movie uh, I liked. It's kind of like I said, they, they don't they're pretty upfront about it. It's like it's Superman. But what if he was bad? And it plays out more or less the way you'd want. There weren't there wasn't anything I was like surprised by. Uh, but there wasn't all there also wasn't anything that I was like super blown away by. I was like, mm, it's fine. It's a uh, I don't know. If you needed to watch something different, Jarrett, you could probably throw that on a horror superhero thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's okay. The one thing, one thing I actually, I wasn't huge on, but it's not a total mark against it is like when at the end, when it's just like known, it's like, Oh yeah, he's bad. Uh, He's like flying through the walls of this house. And it's kind of questionable, like CGI of this little Uh. kid, like flying through walls. And you're like, Oh, it's not great. Uh, but other than that, I thought it was, it's pretty okay. Okay. It's better than Alita. I, I heard it was violent. Not really. Interesting. I, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> I mean, but. I don't know. He melts a guy's head. Yeah. And then he, oh, actually there's one really gory scene. Oh, see. With a badger from Breaking Bad. Okay. You remember Badger? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, so there's a, there's a scene with him that's actually super gory. And that, that was one of the things I was like, yeah. So that, uh, when you find out what he does with the waitress, there's a few. There's some good stuff in here. It's not bad. Okay. Yep. So it, it, it also, not even just Superman, it kind of reminded me of uh, Dragon Ball Z a little bit, or Dragon Ball. That's, because that's that is. Because Superman is, like, Dragon Ball is Superman. Yeah, exactly. Because it's kind of like it has a little bit of that too. Because the spaceship, when he finds it when he's a teenager, the spaceship's like, it like talks to him. It's like, why don't you kill everyone? Just kill him. Just kill everyone. I was like, that's kind of like what the Saiyans do. Yeah. Get sent as a baby. So, anyways, Saeed. Saeed. Uh, and then I watched Mystic River, Jarrett. A rewatch. A rewatch. Well, I've seen Mystic of, River of, before. Clint Eastwood's Mystic River. Mystic River. So why did we watch this? Oh, uh, right after we finished Sopranos, we finished uh, season two of Castle Rock, that Stephen King show. Yeah. And Tim Robbins is in that. And uh, we were just talking about Tim Robbins. And uh, I found out Andrea had never seen Mystic River. And I was like, never seen Mystic River? Because uh, when when this come out? 2003? When I was 13, Jarrett, I thought Mystic River was really good. <laughs> Real good. So we, and... we threw that. Not as good uh it's got some weird stuff like uh some of the music cues and like the scene transitions were real weird i was like why is that like that why is it why is this movie doing that i was like is this how it always was i don't remember this <laughs> so there's like stuff like that and like there's little things that are like i don't know early 2000s filmmaking that i never noticed at the time because why would you when you're a little kid but watching it now it's like hmm interesting interesting there's a few scenes too where sean penn goes like full i am sam and the way he's talking he's kind of hard to understand sometimes sean penn he's trying to do that bostonian thing but he's but he's sean penning we're like where's sean penn from american actor okay i'll look it up later okay uh yeah what do you want to know about mystic river jerry so it it didn't hold up it's no uh I'm, i'm kind of questioning whether or not uh Gone Baby Gone will hold up. Uh, I so I've seen Gone Baby Gone more recently than Mystic River. So like out of all these Dennis Lehane things, uh, last time I watched Gone Baby Gone was probably four or five years ago, and I still really liked it. So uh, um, big old Sean Penn's from Santa Monica, California. Okay, all right. Well, I guess that maybe makes sense for his uh, his accent. Um, he's okay in this. He won Best Actor because that scene where he's like, you know, they're holding him back, Jer. Fuck, I don't even remember that. Huh. You don't remember that where he's like, is that my daughter in there? Oh, yeah. He won the Oscar. Tim Robbins did too, actually. Tim Robbins is very good. Shit. There's a, a weird thing, though, where it shows like the boys earlier and then it shows them growed, growed up. And you're like 100% confident that one of the kids is turns out to be Kevin Bacon and one of them turns out to be Sean Penn because they look almost the same. Oh. But it's the other way around. Huh. And you're like, what? <laughs> so it's the opposite of it. Chapter two. Yeah, it's it's the opposite. You're well cuz like they look exactly like the adult versions, but it's the opposite huh. characters and you're like, "Why did they do that? They had the kids." It's bizarre. <laughs> hmm. Um no, it's it's still good. Like I still actually I like Mystic River. There's a lot of stuff I I do like about it a lot, but I also I'm a Dennis Lehane fan, I guess. I don't know. I like these weepy Boston things about sad well, Catholic cause, cause man. This one, cause Tim Robbins at the beginning, he gets kidnapped, right? And, mol- yeah. and molested. 
Yeah. And because one of the molesters is the uh, the guy with the in the wheelchair and the bell in Breaking Bad. It's that character actor. Uh, yeah, not uh, not the not the bell guy, but uh-huh. one of the guy like the muscle is um. He, I, I recognize him from something. See, I can't yeah, remember. But see, I this is miss- where this is where the Gone Baby Gone and Mystic River things start to conflate, and I can't remember because yeah. it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, it's it's not that guy, but he is like the the guy who's like the aggressor. He's definitely um, an actor, John Doman. Mercury Rising, you were never really here. Fuck. I don't know. You would anyway, Carmine and, Falcone in okay. the TV show. Oh, okay. That's a different Whatever. guy. Yeah, no, I don't know. Mystic River's good. It's just, uh, it's not the, I mean, when I was 13, Jared, this was a five out of five slam dunk. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, I don't think anyone would say that now. I see. But it's good. I mean, I don't know if you'd ever have any interest in rewatching Mystic River. Mm, probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Uh, yeah. Sean Penn has a uh, Celtic cross on his back when i was in high school i was like that'd be a sick tattoo to go along with your uh your tupac belt buckle Ooh, yeah see you you got me figured out yeah i do me figured i do and then i mean i watch you can watch uh what's it called boondock saints next Ooh, i don't know i don't want to rewatch boondock saints (laughs) (laughs) but i was a big fan you'd have to watch the uh making of documentary overnight which is i've seen that too that's a great piece of cinema yeah you gave me that but Anyways, I watched another thing, but I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this. Well, a, or... day, a day in the country? Yeah. Yeah, I watched or... that too. Well, tell me about it. I don't know. We're going to talk about it like in 10 years. Oh, are we? Yeah. It's it's criteria. Okay. It's got a Criterion Spine number. I noticed that, uh, I don't know, I didn't see too many people writing in to share their thoughts on a day in the country. I saw it's, a few people watch the, the, it, the, though. The first week, yeah, a few people did. Jackson's yep. uh, first week of the Criterion weekly challenge for the year mm-hmm. yeah i i thought that was a, a very well-made list if you go to the yes. uh the notes there's a lot of thought that got put into, into I mean, that list i would say that the the biggest stumbling block is mm-hmm. the fact that this is a spine number in the collection and having us watch the very mm-hmm. first movie I, I, I get that it's a renoir which makes it number one which is also because renoir directed grand illusion Sure. That makes sense. But having to make us watch this movie that we're going to have to watch a second time now, even at 40 minutes, that's a. Well, I see what whatever. he's doing there. I see what he's doing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I was going to ask you are you planning to rewatch all of these? Because no, there's some I, of these I job. like. No. I'll watch some of these I, I just watch things, watched. I'll watch things I haven't seen. Yeah, that's how I was going to do it too. Yeah, yeah. because, uh, yeah, there's a few on here that like either you or I like literally just watched. I guess that's the point. So, you there's know, some, but there's, you, some, there's some movies that I would probably rewatch. Jefftown? Um, do I want to rewatch Jefftown? I mean, I'll rewatch There's Something About Mary. You should rewatch Jefftown, Jerry. That's like an entire it's, it, year it's, from now. It's on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, there's no reason not to. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to play my hand here about Day in the Country, but, uh, you know, it's 40 minutes. It, it sure is. That was a. Man, can you imagine what that week of creeping would be like? Ooh, Ooh too man. sweet. Lots of that I movie's mean, got some some elements to it. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Thank you, Hank Hill. Um, what have I? Well, I've been watching that Up series, RJ. I noticed. Uh, I don't know if we t- did. We talk about this on air last week. Uh, off air. Okay. So yeah. tell me about it. 
So that Up series, uh, mm-hmm. for those that are not in the know, this is mm-hmm. a ongoing project. It's like kind of boyhood before boyhood mm-hmm. and uh, not like a narrative. But starting with 7-Up, uh, Granada TV or something like that, they did this little story on uh, seven kids or whatever. 15, 20 kids. 15 kids. Yeah. And then the years were seven up. Every, yeah. Every seven years after that point, they've uh, followed mm-hmm. up on these kids. I guess, on, like, in, amazingly enough, it's still going. In fact, 63 Up just came out last year. Yeah. So this has been going on for years. I've only got up to 28 Up Well, when mm-hmm. they're 28. I've, so I've been meaning to watch this for a long time. Mm-hmm. I uh, watched, they were on Netflix at one point, and I watched the first two there. Then it completely dropped off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Finally, I think there was like a recent DVD set that came out that was pretty cheap. So I finally bought that and it's yeah. been sitting around forever and ever. But finally, it came the time. The time was right to finally get into this. And yeah, uh, fascinating stuff, RJ. I see that you've also watched these in a mm-hmm. academic uh, environment. Uh, I was presented these during my first undergrad in psychology. I, I think it was social psych or something like that. I think we watched uh, the first five. So I think we watched a couple in class and then a couple we had to watch outside of class. Like, yeah. Because 7 up, 14, 21, 28, 35. I think we, I got up to 35. I okay. could be wrong though. Um, yeah, it was good. Like, uh, I mean, I watched it in a very different context than you did, but um, it was, it's neat to see. When you were watching them in a classroom environment, like the ones that yeah. you did watch, was there people who were like cringing at uh, like the rich kids? And their, their comments, mm. like old John. Well, so like the class I watched it in was one of those like mega classes that had like okay. two, three hundred kids. So like, it, like was this you, in Colorado? You know, no, um, it was here in uh, like, you know, those classrooms they have in PE that yep. hold like 200 yes. people. Yep. It was one of those ones. Okay. So uh, I think I sat at the back and uh, played games on my phone most of the time. A studious my, student. Hey, I passed. I got the degree. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. But uh no, um I di- I didn't see anyone blanch at uh, certain things, but uh okay. I liked it. I I thought it was good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. at this point it seems like uh where I'm at, a lot of people's lives are settling into what they're probably going to be for the rest of their lives. And mm-hmm. but I'm curious that I know I've I've always read about like when uh Roger Ebert wrote about it ages ago. I I kind of re- remember reading that, but I can't remember mm-hmm. what the names are in reference to, but now as the series goes on, I'm like, "Oh, there's Neil." And I wonder, like, that's, like, one of the people who definitely has a darker, like, path than the others do. Mm-hmm. But supposedly it uh, turns out a little bit better than you'd expect. That's cool. It's nice to hear. And I know, RJ, that because you've been dragging your ass, um, I'm rewatching Deadwood. Really? Yep. Because you need to get up to that movie? Yep. Yep. I have, okay. to, I have to spend 36 hours so I can watch a two-hour movie. It seems you could about w- right. You could watch Watchmen instead. I am ethically opposed to Watchmen existing, ah. so I cannot. But good point. I'm, 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 it's nothing like a good old medley of uh, cussing and <laughs> casual so, racism. <laughs> should I, after Watchmen, should I once again suggest uh, Deadwood? Yeah, or just start watching it and be like, well, on my own. Or just with her, you know. Yeah, just just make it happen. Well, so we're two away from finishing Watchmen, and the 
the presumptive next move would be The Witcher because it's popular right now. Sure. So she's heard about it. Or uh, she's also interested in The Deuce because of right. uh, our boy David Chase. Right, right, right. So uh, those are both options. Uh, yeah, may, I don't know. Maybe I'll throw Deadwood in there. But uh, you, is it holding up? You enjoy it? Oh, yeah. It? Oh, it's so yeah. well written. It's it's great. Yeah. The acting, the characters, rewatching it. Uh, God, it's been, I don't know if it's been 10 years since I watched it last, but yeah, no, it's fantastic. It's a pretty great TV. So I guess the point is that HBO is timeless and uh, just slam dunks almost all the time. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's almost, almost, almost. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So that's what, that's what's been occupying my time. And uh, you got any news there? Uh, Well, I mean, I'm still just blown away by the fact that you were watching, uh, this seven up documentary because I thought people only watch that when they had to do it for class. <laughs> uh, I don't have any news, but I mean, I can go to my news Reddit here. Let's see. Let's go down to movies. Do you have any news? Well, I, the one thing that I saw recently that I just actually two things. Uh, one, uh, the world is trying to prove me wrong. And the, it looks like the new mutants movie is going to come out. Allegedly. Allegedly April. So we'll see. Cause mm-hmm. I thought that might've just been uh left behind but i don't are, are, maybe it's coming out is it actually getting a theatrical release that i'm actually not sure about now that i think about it it might must oh good be. point but uh so that's coming and uh i did see that james cameron uh putting out some teases some uh shots of uh avatar 2 conceptual designs that mm-hmm. look like just like a new media student uh like desktop hmm. like it just looks so boring i i, I saw but he's going to take it underwater. Whew. Boy. Yeah, he should put it underwater and just hold it there. Oh. And drown it. And Gabagool. Put it out of his misery. That's a pretty hot take, Jer. Well, pretty pretty strong. Okay, so, I mean, I'm not interested in Avatar 2, and there's no other news, but a fair, there was an official trailer release today that looks pretty good from the studio that you love, Jarrett, A24. Okay. Have you ever heard of First cow oh yes i have uh heard of first cow it's uh kelly reichardt is that kelly reichardt's new movie looks like it i i don't know either of these things but this first cow looks phenomenal whatever it is yeah it's a uh, kelly reichardt's movie i'm pretty positive nice. yeah i've uh yes, it, it was kicking around the festival circuit this last year so i'm glad it's coming out mm-hmm. yep she's she's good stuff and uh there's the other movie that i'm stoked for um Quentin Dupuis' new movie, uh, Deerskin. Deerskin. Yeah. Let me check it out. Yeah. Deerskin. There's a trailer for it. It's pretty good. Nine colored deer. No, I could be wrong on the title, but I'm pretty sure uh, it's Quentin Dupuis' Deerskin. There it is. Yeah. Type in like Deerskin 2019. It's right there. Oh, is it deer like D E A R? D E E R. Well, that's what I did. Yeah, deer skin twenty nineteen. You'll see it. Deer skin twenty on Letterboxd. Just just on like Google. Oh, I was on Letterboxd. Oh, it should be on there too. It's all one word. No, I got this thing called the nine colored deer from Quinn G Jung Dai T Lang. It's a twenty five minutes short from China. Uh, it's about a Persian merchant. 
This is a man who becomes obsessed with owning the designer deerskin jacket of his dreams. This obsession will lead him to turn his back on his humdrum life in the suburbs, blow his life savings, and even turn him to crime. It sounds kind of like for a while I was trying to get one of uh, those Macho Man jackets, you know, with like the uh, the tassels. Oh, some frill. Yeah, and I, I Fring, turned in. Frill? Fringe? Fringe. Fringe, yeah. yeah. That sounds right. And uh, there were some questionable things that had to happen for it to come true. Right. You know how it is. For... Hey, are you going to watch the Royal Rumble this month? No. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you watched WWE? Oh. A year? Uh, two, two years. Hmm. Over you don't two miss years. It? No, not over, not, not, maybe not two years. But yeah, it's been over a year for sure. You should check it out. Whenever uh, the uh, the friendly king ruler of uh, Saudi Arabia dismembered a journalist, that, that was the turning point. That's what set you off? That was the, that, that marked, that was the demarcation at that point. That ended okay. things. Yeah. All right, well. It's good to know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you want to talk about a movie? No. All right, then. but we will. But we will. After the break, um, I don't know. You got your money for the club? They charge a cover. Which club? The the whorehouse. Oh my god! Hank Hill is back. In the club down in Old Soho Where you drink champagne And it tastes just like cherry cola C-O-L-A cola She walked up to me and she asked me to dance I asked her her name and in a dark brown voice She said Lola Manchmal gibt es Zeiten, da hat Korruption, Konjunktur und Karriere ihren Preis. Rainer Werner Fassbinder hat daraus eine bunte, bissig-böse Wirtschaftswunder-Satire gemacht. Lola. Na? Hab ich Ihnen zu viel versprochen? Ich mag übrigens auch Bilder, aber nicht diese. Ich statt der Bilder hätte ich gerne eine Klemmmaschine. Aber Sie werden sich lächerlich machen. Ich mich? Die Spielregeln werde ich lächerlich machen, das ganze verlogene System. Wenn eine Frau sich ihrem zukünftigen hingibt, kommt es ja nicht darauf an, ob sie sich vorher auch schon anderen hingegeben hat, sondern ob die gezählt haben für sie. Darauf kommt es an. Gezählt hat keiner von denen. Aber gezahlt haben doch alle, oder? Dann kannst du mich ja heiraten. Später vielleicht. Später will ich nicht mehr, da heirate ich selber. Mariechen! Also ich weiß auch nicht, wo sie das her hat. Ich verspreche Ihnen, dass ich Sie in Zukunft nicht mehr erschrecken werde. Wissen Sie auch, wie Sie mir dabei helfen können? Nein. Indem Sie immer eine Minute früher da sind als ich. Damit alles wieder seinen geordneten Gang nimmt. Lola. 
der Aufstieg eines Mädchens aus jenen Tagen, als die Trümmer der Vergangenheit beseitigt waren und die Zukunft gerade begonnen hatte. Mariechen, Mariechen, was soll da aus dir werden? Deine Oma ist eine spielende Putzfrau, deine Mutter eine aussätzige Hure und dein Vater ein lebenslustiges Schwein. Schauen Sie mich an, ich kann immer, muss nie. Komm, <lacht> Tagerzerregen, Kein Betrüger, kein Heuchler. Sie sind einfach nicht korrupt, Herr von Bohm. Wir, die verantwortliche Baubehörde dieser Stadt, haben die Aufgabe, diese expansiven Kräfte zu unterstützen. Eine Anerkennung müsste man ihm zukommen lassen. Du könntest ihm doch ein Stück von deinem Arsch zukommen lassen. Kann er sich einen Schweinebraten draus machen? Das sind alles Ihre Schuldbeweise, Herr Schuckert. Das geht mich nicht so an! Oh, das geht mich wohl was an! Richtig bezahle ich für dich! Im Bett! Aber nicht hier! Im Bett! Und hier! Und überall! Und alles! Ich werde sie zerstören! Zerstören und vernichten! Sie alle! Und die Ruhe mit! Lola. Ein Film um Liebe, Macht, Profit und Moral. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Lola from 1981, directed by Rainer Werner Fassbinder, and concluding our look at the BRD trilogy, even. The what? Trilogy. Nice. Interesting. Very smooth. Mm. A synopsis here from Letterboxd. Germany in the autumn of 1957. Lola, a seductive cabaret singer-prostitute, exalts in her power as a temptress of men, but she wants out. She wants money, property, mm. and love. Pitting a corrupt building contractor against the new straight arrow building commissioner, Lola launches an outrageous plan to elevate herself in a world where everything and everyone is for sale. Shot in childlike candy colors, Fastbinder's homage to Josef von Sternberg's classic The Blue Angel stands as a satiric tribute to capitalism. It's a long fucking uh, synopsis there. Can- childlike, almost candy-like. Candy-like. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, f- I find this synopsis a little misleading. It doesn't give... Uh, it's a little bit. Yeah, like it really gives a lot of the um, agency to Lola, and I never felt mm-hmm. that it was like all her. It's not like Maria Braun, where it's no. like very much like that. This this description of Lola seems like it fits more Maria Braun's character than it does the Lola character, where mm-hmm. it seems like all these... Everyone's fucked in this world. Actually, the only person who's really happy is uh, Schukert, who's like really mm-hmm. like... He's, he's the happiest person of all of them. Nothing ever really upsets him too much. He doesn't have any, like, I think he very openly says, too, he's like, stuff's good. He's like, I got money. I got a job. I got hookers at, at the cabaret. And he was like, what else do you need? There right? you go. There he, you go, He kind of looks like Alfred Molina, too, a little bit. Oh, well, RJ, if you, yeah. had, if, you had, if you had finally taken my advice and watched the film Caliber 9, 
You would mm. you would know about the majesty of Mario Adorf. Did you mention that he looked like uh, Alfred Molina at that point? Uh, probably. Mm, okay. I trust you. He's in, a, he's, he's in a few things. He's a very... Uh, do you not recall him in Lost Honor of Katharina Bloom? Oh, uh, I recall. Yeah. I recall. But I think it's uh, his beard line here is very... It's so, like, tight. High it and is. tight. Yeah. Gives that appearance there. But, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, that Lola, Lola is not really... Like I didn't feel like she really did anything. Well, she did, but like, like she's there. Everyone, yeah, everyone, everyone's kind of uh, they've they're on equal they, ground. They this, interact. This, this seems like she's really yeah. scheming, where, where it actually comes from the more of the fact that she gets insulted by a shooker. Anyway, yeah. before before we get to that, uh, let's talk uh-huh. about this, some general thoughts about this movie. So, okay. uh, this movie I feel more directly deals with the very bluntly deals with the economic miracle. You might recall me yammering on about at the beginning of the trilogy when we were talking about Marie, a marriage of Maria Braun and what this BRD trilogy was. Sure. Um, this was sort of like Germany's trying to get back up on its feet, West Germany anyway, uh, post-World mm-hmm. War II. And so uh, you got to rebuild, which means you got building going on and mm-hmm. uh, everybody's rushing in to get things done. Mm-hmm. So um, where Maria Braun was a brown and desaturated movie, Veronica Voss is a full-on black and white movie. Lola mm-hmm. is neon and like garish. It looks like a Dario Argento movie at times. Some might say that it's almost candy-like. <laughs> candy color clowns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's very bright. Yeah. So, I mean, that's uh, those three color palettes, I guess, sort of intermingle in a mm-hmm. way because they're movies. Their movies are, Jay. So, sure they are. Um, so this movie starts off with uh, the nightclub, this uh, mm-hmm. bordello cabaret, where mm-hmm. we, we meet uh, Mario Altdorf's character, Schuchter. He was the, who is the, he's got things, he's the, he's the big builder. He's worth millions mm-hmm. and he, he loves it. He loves this place. Favorite place mm-hmm. to hang out because there's all these lovely women that will do all sorts of things for him if you have, pay a price. And he's fine mm-hmm. with that. But it seems mm-hmm. like everyone else that goes there, all the other um, members of the community, the mayor, other people that work in various offices, they're more ashamed to be seen there and uh, kind of have to like sneak around cloak and dagger style, even though everybody knows that that's what they're doing. So this movie mm. sets up the contrast of sort of like the, the what we do in the day and what we do at night and the mm-hmm. um, duality, I guess, of the existence. And the only and the happiest person is the um, the horrible capitalist man who's uh, absolutely fine with this all with with this mm-hmm. like with the way things are. You got to bribe people sometimes, make them happy, throw money at the problem, and and he, and you'll be fine. Just admit that you're uh, horrible and have, uh, mm-hmm. you know impulses on your mind just follow it there's no big deal yeah but then I, i'm with him yeah yeah it's very rjian mm-hmm. the logian Ooh, but then what happens well this this von bomb guy shows up von boom von bon von bon i like when they say say it. it's always like von bon yeah. von boom so played by armin muller stahl he uh, he gets hired to become the building inspector of Coburg, mm-hmm. the town that this uh, film is set in. Mm-hmm. And he's straight as an arrow, straight-laced guy. He plays by all the rules. He doesn't want plants in his office. He doesn't want uh, 
you know, he wants his uh, secretary to be there a minute before him at least, and no, 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 nothing on his desk, nothing in his drawers, just maybe a cork board to put his notes. Mm-hmm. He's, but he's very uh, straight shooter. Proper. Yes, he deals with everyone. Mm-hmm. He's very nice to his uh, his housekeeper. Very mm-hmm. like kind and it's like you. You know what? When I come home, I don't want to have to think. You just you take care of the food, you take take care of the house. That's what I pay you for. Just make things happy, and uh, that's all I need. Like the sweetest man, so great. And so this movie's about tearing it all down because this this is the sort of man that is not going to be a part of the the miracle, the economic miracle, and the rebuilding <laughs> of Germany. This guy's going to hold us back. Mm-hmm. So we have these uh, these things were kind of built into the. Story, I guess, and we have like uh, I'm trying to remember the one guy. Is it Eslin, uh, who's the who also works in Von Baum's office? He's like he's the drummer yeah. at the club, and he's like very frustrated by this whole exchange because him and Lola have a a relationship. A, in in which way, Jer? In, in the sense that they have a daughter. Yeah. Yeah. But is it publicly known though? No. So, mm. so the housekeeper is the mother to Lola, if I have this right. Uh, yeah, that was kind of how I. Yeah, I, again, it, like, it took me a this, little. This I was a, like, "Is that what the, that the, is?" This is, a, this is a curious thing, and I don't know if I just like blinked. Yeah. I blinked and I missed it, but that's a common thing with these fast binder movies. Is they keep these uh, familial relationships uh, mm. on the vague side. They don't like, it's not like a indiscretion of an American wife where everyone's like, ah, this is my nephew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it, every like, uh, relationship is spelt out. This is kind of vague. And you get these scenes that play out and they're talking. You're like, whoa, what's going on? You mean the guy, the reason why this guy seems weirdly jealous this whole time <laughs> is because his, uh, I mean, the mother of his child is this, uh, prostitute, this sex worker working in this nightclub, banging the, the richest man in town and, and his wife or his like the wife's mother, his mother-in-law is, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of like, I'm not hundred percent sure. Well, is that, but also he was also seeing her too, right? Yeah. Like at the brothel. That was the same guy, wasn't it? Yes. Like the turtleneck guy. Yeah. So he was like, not just the other part of that. Like, cause I actually, I don't know, like, I think I thought of that, but I wasn't really sure whether or not that was what was happening. Like whether it was a kid or not, because I was a little confused. I was like, I think he's just kind of mad cause he's seen her also, but there seems to be more than just that. Well, again, like it's, there's these, uh, I don't even know if duality is the right way of putting it, but all these faces that sure. people are wearing, um, because like they have all these different lives, and you get to see them in different contexts depending on where they're at, if they're at home, mm-hmm. or if they're at work, or in the club, and they transition pretty effortlessly between these things. Mm-hmm. Or if they're going to church, and then they're like, mm-hmm. "What are those people doing over there protesting?" So suddenly, the guy who he works for the city, but he's also a uh, anti-war protester, anti-building protester mm-hmm. even though he works in the building department and he's also the he's this drummer and yeah it's just all these little factions all these little uh, mm-hmm. thought processes and again once again Schukert, he he just doesn't care he moves effortlessly between these things i mean mm-hmm. if you find out like fairly late in the movie he's married and sugar yeah and uh, her and mola are good friends are they well, no, not good friends, but like at the end, acquaintances, right? Yeah, well, because she knows that he has a like a mistress or whatever, a guma, and, and she doesn't care. 
and uh, yeah. she, she's like, whatever, I, I get to live this life, and uh, mm-hmm. he gets to do whatever he wants. That's fine by me. You get that like like really uh, awful exchange with uh, her where uh, she's over for dinner at Von Baum's house, and the housekeeper's oh, yeah. sitting with her. She's like, oh, what country? Where, where are you from originally? Oh, yes, the food's it's very exotic, and she just keeps like saying all these like passive aggressive things over and over and over again, and you keep waiting for it to boil over, but no doesn't happen in this society you just keep yeah. taking it yeah well and then i mean it just shows how good of a guy von bon von boom mm-hmm. is because he's he's there he him and his housekeeper are like best friends right oh, pals and, but well because when they leave she's like i'd never have my housekeeper be seen in the house let alone eat dinner with us yep. she's like the stupid bitch that's a matron in my house you wouldn't know the difference and yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You have uh, Miss Hedich, the secretary, who's obviously very much in love with uh, Bomb Bomb. Yeah, and do... you you feel oh you feel bad for her for a little bit too because she seems like she's trying her best here, and she just really doesn't want to disappoint him, right? Right. But she can't really handle the pressure. Well, she can, but she uh she shows her emotions very visibly, right? She's always crying, and she's like, "I'm trying my best," and you're like, "You you go, girl." You are trying your best. Right. Uh, we have the return of Gunther Kaufman, mm-hmm. our, our, everyone's favorite uh, black American soldier, just mm-hmm. hanging out. He's like, mm-hmm. sometimes he's even living in the house. And you're like, what's he doing there? And he's like leaving with this like woman. <laughs> and you're mm-hmm. like, huh. He just, he just is always around. <laughs> no one's questioning him. This one but, seemed... Out of all the three, this one seemed the most like uh, where he's just there and yeah. it's just like unquestioned. The other ones, like, I think tried to rationalize it a little bit. Well, for sure. Yeah. Like, cause even yeah. in like, yeah, cause especially in the, yeah, cause he just got his scene where he's like got the confrontation on the train mm-hmm. and he's in there. But yeah, it's like, is he playing the same character? Is this the same man? His, is this his arc? But I mean, that doesn't yeah. really make sense because there is like, well, I guess no, it does make sense because they're all in the 50s. So yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. He just had a rough patch uh, when he gets uh, maybe when he's uh, on the drugs in mm. Veronica Voss. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I um, I like this movie. I thought mm-hmm. that it uh, it f- definitely felt the most uh, Douglas Sirky. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's because of the color palettes and uh, like it felt very traditional in its telling. Whereas at times like Veronica Voss had like it was so stylized in how uh like in the filmmaking mm-hmm. that it, it felt so stylized because it was black and white and it always kind of felt like very movieish. and this movie is super stylized and movieish in full color but yeah. uh it feels like the story kind of has that slow descent and it it's it does the thing again where i laugh at his movies i find them funny but in this one though it ends on this note where it's like it's supposed to be kind of almost like a a light moment, but it's so depressing. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I wasn't really like, I just be straight with you, Jira. I wasn't really sure what to make of that. I was like, is this a happy ending? <laughs> because he, because like, that's his last, like the final words. It's like, are you happy? It's like, yeah, I'm happy. But then at the same time, you're like, wait a minute, where's your wife? Well, it's got these, uh, yeah, it's got these, the final scenes of this movie. So, I mean, the whole storyline, I guess, to lay it out for folks. Um, mm-hmm. 
So Lola is angry because uh, Shukert kind of says, oh, there's this new guy working at the office. He wouldn't even kiss your hand. Because, like, basically, because you're a whore. That kind of, and laughing about it. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah? Well, I bet you 30 bottles of champagne I can do it. And she just, like, sets out to uh, seduce this guy, playing mm-hmm. uh, playing it, like, cool, and playing, like, this, uh, uh, well, like, very much kind of like the Maria Braun kind of approach, I guess, where she's, like, kind of collects herself and is like, I'm going to be, like, what this guy wants. And mm-hmm. once I accomplish what I need, where he, like, uh, proposes to me and wants to marry me, I'll drop him. And she and she does yeah. just and she does that, which of course destroys von Baum, who has no idea that like what she does for a living or anything like that, until mm-hmm. uh, uh, Essel, the, the her ex husband, who's like pissed off at this whole situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants rid of uh, Schuchert because this guy just keeps uh, ruining his life because he's he can always outspend him, and take his mother of his child away from him. So he's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to blow it all up. I'm going to take all your money away by getting the building specter to come in and cancel all your big plans to develop this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And he brings him to the bar. And, uh, of course, he reacts uh, <laughs> horrified and starts just laughing and laughing and uh, goes back to his office. And, of course, everything kind of is set in motion. But eventually there comes a compromise. <laughs> What's the compromise, Jer? Well, it's because uh, Von Baum, he, he wants to pull the trigger, but oh, he loves Lola so much. He loves her so much. So he marries her. And, uh, you know, b- before they could, like, go on any sort of a honeymoon or any sort, she's like, oh, well, I'll see you later. And she leaves with Shuker. And Shuker takes him back to the the Shuker pad, takes him back to mm-hmm. the, the, the new house that, that, she, that she just got and uh, signed over the buying the club over to give it to his daughter or give it to Lola's daughter when she's 21 or 25. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he proceeds to uh, take his, take her maiden head, so to speak. And it's like, it's great. It, it worked mm-hmm. out wonderful. And uh, we cut to old Von Baum, who's mm-hmm. out by the barn where he and Lola first laid down. And who's up there in the, the rafters of the barn this time? Why, Lola's daughter. And he looks up there perhaps reminiscing, thinking about uh, the first time with Lola. And he's like, are you happy? He's like, yeah. But it's just like, oh, my God. It's just like it's just <laughs> setting up these things that are going to play out again and again in this horrible way and the compromises and this this weird, creepy images of, like, this woman and her daughter in this, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. It's uh, – I wasn't expecting it. Again, like, these – both these, uh, this and uh, Veronica Voss is kind of like slowly creep to these endings. We were just like, fuck. But, and, but they're like, this one, it's like kind of played like, huh. <laughs> it's kind of fun. But it's like, and, but you're like, oh no, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't fun at all. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't find that most of this movie was, or I didn't find any of this movie fun to be honest. No, no. Like, in that sense. Yeah. Cause like that whole time you're just like, Cause you see what he doesn't, and he's like, "She good girl. She go to church with me. She Lola. That's how Von Boom talks, and uh, that's just all he he thinks about. And then it's like when he does see her, he's like, "These whores." And then he comes back. He's like, "I will buy your whore." Yeah. And uh, Schuchert is just like, "Cool." <laughs> he he's like, "Whatever, man. What what you got? Embrace it, man." Yeah. I mean, there's a little. He's getting pressed a little bit. We we kind of left out that detail. 
or you might have talked about that. Oh, but, no, I think I did kind of skim over it. Yeah. But. So, I mean, there was there was motive for him to just do it. But uh, that whole t- like the whole that's the whole movie. And you're just like, oh, man, it really sucks to be Von Boom or Von Boom, like Dr. Von Boom, Dr. Mm-hmm. Doom, because he's just there playing his like fiddle his violin and mm-hmm. just like a real good guy. He he's nice. His, to, watches two channels on his new TV. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, he has the most striking blue eyes. He's just sitting there with these, these piercing majestic eyes. And you're just like, man, he's a nice guy. Why can't he catch a break? And I mean, not that Moe is not nice, but I mean, Moe is, she does, as you put it, she left her wedding. She's like, I gotta go run some errands. <laughs> and she, she just goes back to the, uh, the old fuck shack. With uh, Shukert, uh-huh. or uh, you know, however that plays out, and you're like, oh, that's a bummer. It's a uh, major bummer there, Jer. So yeah, it's not the it's not the most chipper movie. No, where uh, like I think kind of like what you said, none of them were, but I mean, some of them have uh, some levity to it. Yeah. So there's there's that. Tell me more about uh, Lola. Um, I mean, those are kind of my broad strokes. I've never, um, I should have probably watched the Blue Angel this week because yeah. now would have been a good time as any because I mentioned sure. it last week about Marlene Dietrich. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, th- this is based on the same uh, original novel, but Professor Unrat, Unrat, a- aka Professor Garbage, ooh, by Heinrich Mann's 1905 novel. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. and which is about a cabaret singer dancer. Named Lola. Lola Lola. Oh, uh, like Lola. Lola, Lola, Lola. That one? Exactly. Yeah. I like the Zat Brannigan one most. But, you know. Of course, of course. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's this movie called Lola. So what do you think about this Lola? Uh, I like it uh, for the most part. I don't... I'm kind of... um, So it's like last week with Veronica Voss where I was like... uh, I liked it at the end of it, and I was like, there's just some bumps along the way. Like, this one, I wouldn't say it was like that. Like, I liked individual elements, but uh, there were certain things to it, too, where I was kind of like, it's not it's not particularly landing for me. Not that it's bad or anything like that. I was just like, it's, I don't know. For when I was watching it, I was like, it is what it is. I was like, Lola's with Shukert and Von Boon. Uh, there were some things that I liked a lot. Like, I think it looks wicked good jer all those child candy like colors or however mm-hmm. they described it um the color stuff's awesome like i think there's a few scenes where uh like when she's singing and uh, you just get like the whole kind of like cabaret like all the colors coming through and you're like ooh, yeah the that's cool the lighting and it, it's like this movie's like pretty uh pretty crazy there's just like layers yeah. like suddenly somebody moves into a different spot of the uh, set and you're just like oh they're completely differently lit who even I didn't even know that color existed and then there it is and it's not until someone mm-hmm. steps into it that it's there yeah yeah exactly so like I think there's some like really good stuff uh, with the colors and the lighting and then kind of like I said before there's a scene with Von Boon um, where it's just like what's his name Von Boom Von Boom Von Boom whatever the dude Er Von Boom Er von Bonn. Uh, he's like, I think he's telling a story like when he first uh, meets his like uh, like housekeeper. 
uh, he's telling a story and it's like showing a, a close up of his face and it like shows his eyes and they're like super bright blue. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, I was like, this is some nice color, man. Or that guy's got like crazy nice eyes. Could have been either. Maybe it was both. Maybe it was both. Who's to say? But I think it's just a, a nice mark on the uh, the camera work and, you know, the colors and the lighting, I guess, is a thing. We've mentioned uh, the lighting before a few times. Do you know the kind of the thing about the Blue Angel? No. Okay. Is that so, why he had blue eyes? Well, no. So the Blue Angel presents the tragic transformation of a respectable professor to a cabaret clown and his descent mm. into madness. Hmm. Do cabarets have clowns? Uh, sometimes they do. Hmm. I don't think I'd want to go there no. to that kind of cabaret. Uh, what was I talking about? I mean, that makes kind of sense. Yeah. Yeah. We should have watched it. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, no, like, I like it. It's it's a good show, but uh, <laughs> I, I think in terms of the other two, uh, I, I don't think I put it as highly as um, the other two. As the other two, yeah. I, like, I, I think I, it's... That's fair. Yeah. I, it's got good stuff. It doesn't have necessarily have any bad things but i don't think it has uh, as much good stuff as the other two do where like maria braun i was i was like ooh, i like all this talk about old pervs and old balls and veronica voss i was like oh shit that got dark this one's just kind of like oh this is a bummer <laughs> like the whole way through <laughs> right so yeah. uh yeah i think like as far as the uh this idea of presenting the economic miracle that people hang on this brd trilogy though i think this one cap encapsulates that the best of yeah. the three because other ones like i feel like they they have these like very strong stories this one seems like it's very much about west germany um and his interests i guess fastbinder's interest in doing these things but it's like because otherwise it's like yeah here's like three depictions of women and there's this thing that runs through it but this one i think is the strongest one as far as like mm-hmm. depicting that particular theme Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. With, without knowing much about uh, the goings-on of 1950s West Germany. Well, I mean, I know quite a bit. Yeah. I just don't want to, like, you know, play my cards too soon. I see, I see. Yeah, I'm waiting for uh, when we get to the uh, BPRD trilogy, and yeah. then I can really drop my German history on yeah, you. Talk about that Plague of Frogs. They're German. Mm-hmm. Are they not? Hey, did you notice that this thing has weird music dissolve trans transitions between scenes? No. Where it's like when the scenes move from one to the other, it's almost like a PowerPoint dissolve. And the music <laughs> will come in and it'll be like boom, 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 boom. It's not Seinfeld music, but it is kind it is kind of strange. I was like, that's weird. Hmm. I was like, I wonder what that's about. And we had the return of the uh the gorgeous uh Fastbinder opening credits. Mm, yeah they're pretty nice in this one yeah I'm, I'm not sure what the image is that i'm looking at the beginning of that because it's like a still it's a ph- photograph of a old man looking at some sort of machine and then like mm-hmm. the the there's these three bars that run along the uh, left hand side which are the colors of the flag of germany mm-hmm. but and then the title just comes up and i'm like i don't know what this i don't know what this photo is of you're like what does this mean what is cinema who could who's to say who's to say i don't know if fassbender knew i say the biggest thing about all this jared is that whenever you and uh was it john waters make your uh fassbender right. documentary of course i'd be more it'll be like the blade runner thing the documentary might be more interesting than any of the movies wow it's possible it's a it's a tall order to fill yeah. 
So do you think, having seen them all now, yeah. is there like, were you going to talk about like how they go together? I, I guess. guess, I mean, I guess I kind of was when I was talking yeah. about the, the theme, I guess. Because um, there is, there's definitely a, diff, a similarity between the Maria Braun and the mm. Lola character arc, but I find that yeah. it is presented differently. With Maria Braun, it is, I, th- I find her to be the main character at all times. And mm. in Lola, there's like no, there's like, I, f- I find that, she, yeah, she definitely is like not as prominent, which is interesting because the movie's like titled after her. And you do get a lot of scenes of her as well. Mm. But I find that like Von Baum and uh, Schuchert, like that's kind of like one of the major, like the, and uh, Essel, is Essel, whatever his name is, they're, they're the, they're a big part of the story more so than any of the other males, even in um, Veronica Voss with uh, the reporter, He's in it quite a bit with his uh, his his old lover, I guess. Now that he's in love with Veronica Voss, but yeah, the balance I feel is uh, different in all three movies. So they're not like mm-hmm. it. So they they do they're all very different at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, what you do? yes, but yes, uh, I don't know. Someone's dropping some cutlery upstairs or something. <laughs> I mean, hey, uh, broken fifties Germany is a scary place. Absolutely. See uh, Marriage of Maria Braun. Um, no, I don't know. Like, yeah. No, I I think th- – what? Words are hard. <laughs> no, it's it, – well, it, well, it was pretty good. It's It doesn't have everything in there, but I do think like kind of like what you said, there's this – not just the American uh, military guy, but there is – there's some threads that kind of go throughout, well, how, and it's mostly just the context. We'd be remiss to not mention the uh, the appearance of one Udo Kier. Ah, yeah, as a I, party uh, boy. I like that scene when he was slow dancing with that naked woman. Of course, because you did. you're well, not because she was naked, Jared. It's, it's just uh, it's Dracula and Doctor Frankenstein all at once. All at once. There's just something so uh, I don't know, like off-putting i guess but also romantic about a fully clothed man and a completely naked woman because it's very strange like not even men or women but like when one person is fully clothed and another person is completely naked it's strange no Hmm. and they're dancing in a public setting even stranger i mean you and me do that a lot but uh right you know whatever 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 uh, you want to hear from people who hate Lola? Sure. Hot it. So I have one here from mm-hmm. uh, a fan of the show. How do you know? Well, uh, they don't follow too many people, but they follow both of us. Okay. Uh, AXA. AXA. Okay. Uh, and they wrote... Jarrett RJ, Jarrett RJ, Jarrett RJ, Jarrett RJ, and give it half a star. Are they rating the movie half a star, or yes. are they rating you and me half a star? I, I, I'm not sure. I, I did respond. Mm. I wrote, uh, I read this to the sound of the old RKO Pictures Morse code. Did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. Yeah, Jarrett RJ, Jarrett RJ. That's how I, that's how I read it in my mind. Interesting. So, well, I, I don't know much about Axza. But uh, some of the movies that they don't like are Justice League and The Village, which is a great movie, and oh. something called Killer Bean Forever <laughs> and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, no, that movie is awesome. Mm. Real good. Mm. Let's check out these five-star films, Jarrett. Okay. 
love on a leash love at first bark i don't know what that is but it looks wicked looks like a a, a lady dates a dog oh i don't know uh we got the lighthouse we got some lasagna cat full force evangelion amadeus the devils all sorts of good stuff in here jer so maybe they're right maybe this is a half star film <laughs> maybe who knows maybe they just wanted my attention I don't know. I what would make you think that? Dean Curtis. Ooh. Two stars. Okay. I didn't like the garish colors, which are obviously colored stage lights. <laughs> you don't say. Someone mm. compared them to Jacques Demy's wonderful early 60s films, which are far more naturally colorful. The colors actually distracted from the film rather than enhancing it for me. I think in natural light and with fewer bordello Jeez. scenes, which were boring, I would have liked the film much more. Uh, I didn't think the bordello scenes were boring. Did you? No. I know. I, 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 I like the whole movie. I, I, yeah. I, I didn't find it a, a snoozer like sometimes happens. Well, I mean, Dean Curtis likes Criterion movies, yeah. such as Umberto D, M, Redbeard he gave five stars to, which is weird. Hmm. Mansoor Hulot's Holiday, five stars. That would be pretty contentious in our neck of the woods. Yep. And then uh, some one-star films include Green Room. Huh. Which is bizarre. So I don't know what's up with you, Dean Curtis. Seems, oh, and then like, whoa, whoa, whoa. One and a half stars. To Suspiria, Jarrett, 70s. Not not the uh, recent one. Hmm. So, peculiar. Peculiar. To say the least. <laughs> Oliver, not ours. Two oh, stars. a different one? I know. I didn't know there was more than one. Oof. Everything around my room seemed more interesting than this movie. Sorry if mm. I offend any Fastbinder fan. I just want them to know that I really tried. Uh, I mean, I agree with the sentiment where it's like uh, things in my room were more interesting because that happens to me all the time. But uh, why are you sorry? Oh, you know what Oliver should be sorry for? Giving five stars to Suspiria 2018 edition. Oh. Also five stars. We got Fight Club. We got Perfume. We got Call Me By Your Name. Tisk tisk tisk. Let's go to half stars here. King Arthur. No. <laughs> Come on. That's not a half star movie. RJ's troll movie. Oh, well, how about this for you, Jarrett? Term- T2 Judgment Day. Is that a half star oh, film? That's bullshit. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't I don't know if they're really trying here. What about uh, Blair Witch? Is that a half star? <sighs> Is Blair Witch equal to Transformers, Battleship, uh, all the Twilight movies? Because mm. this person thinks so. Mm hmm. Mm, mm, mm. And the fly? Come on. Get what? out of here. Like Cronenberg fly? Cronenberg's the oh, fly. Half star. Okay. We'll never be friends, Oliver. Sorry. Uh, well, too bad. And finally, we'll do one more here. Brandon right. Habes, two stars. Okay. It's a long one. Fastbinder has lit the candle on both ends on how many times he's uncovered the moral corruption of West Germany's post-war economic miracle. Business as usual, but I'm starting to get burned out. Frankly, he's plumbed the psychological complexity of these ideas and characters to much richer degrees in other films. The futility of upward class mobility is better explored in Fox and his friends. The crookedness of his politicians and businessmen felt more compelling in Eight Hours Don't Make a Day. And his disgust for bourgeois vultures stings narratively sharper and Mother Custer's goes to heaven. 
One thing Lola does remarkably well, though, is the color palette. Electric blues, yellows, pinks, greens, and reds light up the screen at every turn, revealing the fakery of the free enterprise system and those who swindle their way to the top. The story is clearly trying to garishly cast a light on what Fastbinder saw as the rottenness of the times. Morally upright stewards battle seedy city schemers while building the boom of the period, but at the end of the day, everyone is draped in a rainbow-colored fog of immorality. Not the best of the BRD trilogy. I prefer The Marriage of Maria Braun much more, Mm -hmm. but the extraordinary use of color makes this tired, satirical remix of themes somewhat bearable to endure. I think... Brandon Habes is somewhat bearable to endure. Not bad picks here, Jer. Yep. Five stars. Well, actually, it's kind of a mixed bag. That's why. That's why I was what I was leading to. Five stars to things like Martin, and Night of the Living Dead, and In the Mouth of Madness, and The Thing, but also five stars to La Ventura. Uh, lots of Criterion five stars. Workmeister Harmonies. Um, Burning five stars. Call Me by Your Name five stars. Get out of here. Get out of here. Here's some half-star films for you, Jer. Do you think Under the Silver Lake is a half a star? No. What about Geostorm starring Gerard Butler? Oh, that probably is. What about Ghosts of Mars? I uh, I, I probably like that movie more than I should. Mm. What about Pink Flamingos? Mm, that's a, an acquired taste. Well, yeah, this person gave it a half a star. That's fair. You could definitely do that. Ooh, here's one you'll like. One star to Manchester by the Sea, since that's uh, your confirmed most hated movie. Also one star to Blade Runner 2049. Hey. (laughs) See, very mixed bag. All right, all right. (laughs) Yeah. All right. What do you do? do? Any last thoughts here? Uh, No, I mean, having now... You you still on board with this fast binder? Yeah, I, I like Fastbinder. I mean, I don't think we've seen any duds. Lola is probably one of the lower points for me, but I don't think it's like it's still a good show. It's like the Inception. <laughs> oh, so I you're you're I see what you're doing, Jerry, and I don't like it. Okay. Yeah. No, I think it's it's good. It's just not uh, the, the low not as good be, as the other the two. The low point would be following. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, we'll get there one day, right? And, yeah. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, that, goodbye, West Forever. Germany. <laughs> goodbye. After the break, RJ mm-hmm. gets the girl, but there's a big old dude who's fucking her right now. Oh, God. <laughs> How big? Alfred Molina big? Oh, yeah. Dr. Octopus style. Yeah. What do you think about bordellos? Have you never been to one? See, I know what you're doing there. Uh, I have no opinion. But uh, there's that 
Tales from the Crypt movie, Bordello of Blood, yeah. and that thing's wicked. Yeah, it's yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> what, what about you? <laughs> you can email us at criterioncruise at gmail.com and tell us about your Bordello experiences. Yeah, sure. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnloaf. Mm-hmm. We've got a Patreon We've got a YouTube. Mm-hmm. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. What else? Uh, that is probably literally it. Not Tumblr? No, not anymore. What about OnlyFans? Not yet. That's that's on you. Well, if people show interest, I'll, I'll get it together. That'll be your hustle. Okay. Okay. Next week, RJ, speaking of hustles... Spine mm. 207. <laughs> Shohai Imamura's The Pornographers from 1966. Is this real porn? Uh, he's a pornographer. I've seen this movie once. I've got this DVD. I've only ever seen it once, though. Is it good? I don't remember. <laughs> okay. To, we're going to find out together if it's good or not again. I mean, we might. I don't know, though. Well, a week's a long time. A lot I might can give happen. Up. Yeah. No, you won't. No, I won't. Good night. Um, porno.